This very special episode of I Could Watch That, subtitle I Could Rank That, is dedicated to our dear friend Andrea and her family for the loss of her mother. We just went to the memorial service not too long ago. It was super beautiful and emotional, and it was totally amazing for uh, her family to get together and remember her and her memory. She was an amazing woman. Shout out to Andrea and her family. We love you, Andrea. We love you. We love you. Love you. I could watch that. I could watch that. Yeah, I could watch that. I could watch that. I'm not fucking watching that. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Welcome to I Could Watch That, where we've completely deviated from our main theme, and we're now doing a ranking episode. Our scheduled programming. Yes, of the MCU, uh, because Captain Marvel's coming out this weekend, and we really wanted to do a big Marvel marathon. We've done it once before, and this is going to be our second time, but this time we're going to take it much more seriously go in-depth on the movies, and by in-depth I mean like 10 minutes per movie or something like that. Because <laughs> it's a lot, guys, let's be real. It's a lot of movies. It's yeah. so much. How many movies added 20... since you guys did it last time? <sighs> five? Like five? Five. I think, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's well, been it's, a couple years. It's basically years. the last part, like the yeah. last, yeah. This last phase. phase. Leading up to Endgame, mm-hmm. yeah. So that new voice you hear is Sarah, <gasps> Heather's sister, our special guest. Who we've talked about before. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> She's filling in for Kelly for this episode. Because for whatever reason, Kelly has a life and isn't here this weekend. She's adulting. It's uh, it's horrible, but it's fine. We miss her. I love you, Kelly. <laughs> but we're happy Sarah's here. Yes, <laughs> But of course. I'm here now. <laughs> Sarah's actually killed Kelly, and we'll never see her again. I'm sorry. I believe it. <laughs> so we're going to start off with Iron Man. 2008? 2008, the movie that started it all, which... It's crazy. I I don't... I do not think that they knew what they had, what they were getting into when this was written, when it was filmed, when it was casted. I don't... Nobody knew. I think they did. I don't know. Kevin Feige, man, he he knows what's up. I I don't think so. I mean, they were... The first couple were done by different studios, right? Paramount. Um, Paramount did the first ones. Before Disney, you know, decided to buy everything in existence. In the world. Um, The first... (laughs) phase essentially is all paramount except for hulk the hulk was um universal which i assume that's just due to rights reasons universal studios just still has the rights to the hulk um but yeah no so it was done by other production companies essentially just because they had to yeah and then they didn't need to sell off their rights anymore (laughs) now marvel studios disney rules the world Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) i don't think any of us are complaining though yet not yet Mm -mm. (laughs) Well, that's probably one of my favorite things about um, where the franchise started is they kind of were casting unknown actors, basically. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Robert Downey Jr., drug addict, in prison, all that kind of stuff. He, you know, I guess we could say personified the Tony Stark role unintentionally. He really and not, did. And not in a cool way at the time. Mm-hmm. In a depressing way. In a depressing way. Um, but they, you know, went with him. They ended up casting him. And it honestly, I think, you know, it rebranded his career. After mm-hmm. that, he did... Um, what, the Sherlock Holmes movies, and mm-hmm. a whole bunch of others after that. So mm-hmm. it really just became a household name. And I don't think these movies would be what they were without him no. as Iron Man. No, mm-hmm. he is Iron Man. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. without a doubt. And he owns just... up to it, too. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, w- he will not, I don't think he will ever get tired of that role. No. Mm-mm. And it's, it's and a great ne- role. And he'll never stop making money off of it either. No, no, <laughs> no, no. So Tony Stark... As always in all of these movies, has to be introduced with ACDC music rocking on the screen, which Best I love. Yes, it's so good. It's so good. This one, the right, the Iron Man movie, probably in general, has probably the best soundtrack. Well, I, I, I really like the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. No, 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 no. 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 
okay, I'm sorry, we were not clear. So we're talking phase specifically one. about phase, phase one. one. Okay. Get out. <laughs> this this whole conversation, however long it takes us, is going to be about phase one. Oh, phase one, yes, it does have the best Right, so the first, the first six movies. Especially since it opened as a first movie in the franchise. whole franchise. Mm-hmm. Like, they chose just really cool songs to come into, especially with the personality of mm-hmm. a Playboy. Um, mm-hmm. And that guy is into cars and this, that, and the yep. other. It just worked so well. So They did it all right. Yeah. Which is yeah. why we're talking about this, you know, 11 years later. Well, yeah. and it, I mean, it's still good. It's, it's, it's fun. Like, mm-hmm. sure. You know. You and can... that's the difference between <laughs> Marvel DC and, and Marvel. Yep. Just say cough, cough, cough. Yeah. Anyway. So, so the scene picks up uh, in a future point and then kind of travels backwards in time. And they actually do this in a few of the movies, which is interesting because we've never really noticed it before. But watching mm-hmm. them all together, I'm like, oh, they did the same trope. The flash forward, flashback thing, yeah. mm-hmm. but I think it works for these movies because they're comic book movies. Well, and, and again, um, we we kind of talked about this during um, Kill Bill, where they want to open with a scene that's going to draw you in. Mm-hmm. They they yeah. open with a, a scene that makes you question, well, how did that happen? How yeah. did they get to that mm-hmm. point? So they give us mm-hmm. that scene, yeah. and then they give you all this the entire the movie or the scenes that lead up to mm-hmm. that opening scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then once they get back to the future time, uh, Tony gets blown back onto his ass, mm-hmm. and the thing that blows him back is a Stark Industry missile, mm-hmm. and he knows it. Symbolism! <laughs> <laughs> totally. That's that's the beginning of him being like, oh, what I'm actually doing can hurt people, yes. and I need to change my ways, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Which is a good thing, but at the same time, it's also like, so you didn't care until it affected you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's so exactly, like, mm-hmm. that is like but, peak Tony. Yeah, <laughs> peak well, that's like peak human race, let's yeah, be real here. true. And also, that was kind of the thing where he was like, you're you're naive about this whole mm-hmm. situation. You really didn't think that bad people would get your weapons? Mm-hmm. Like, come on, this is... Which yeah. is kind of what Obadiah says later. He just brushes them off, like, duh. Yeah, it's right. like, of course the, they mm-hmm. have our weapons. Like, yeah. it's a war. And it, we're making money off exactly. of it. Exactly, we're profiting. Either way, our company yep. is thriving from it. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, Tony didn't care. It was no. just... So that explosion uh, gets through his bulletproof vest that he's wearing <laughs> and impressed. tears him up. No. T- tell us about it, Nurse Sarah. Oh my god. Okay, he was so close to a missile <laughs> that is military-grade missile, it would have killed him slash blown his head off, not just gone through a stupid vest. It just well... makes no... No, it makes no sense. <laughs> he didn't get hit directly by it, no, though. No, no. He didn't. He's he like shrapnel. He was away from it, and yes, shrapnel got mm-hmm. into him anyway, which I... I mean, obviously, but... <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. Like... In uh, his... Okay... In, in his defense, defense. <laughs> movie well, defense. <laughs> no, I'm just saying there's a lot of different types of missiles, and some are more, they have controlled, mm. like, blows, yeah. so they have minimal, like, collateral damage, right. and a lot of them do, it's like, the shrapnel is right. what will, like, basically My, my sister down. is an engineer, I, and I, I am a nurse, so this is say, what happens. I, yeah. I enjoy having them on the same side <laughs> of the table. This is very entertaining. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're the saying. science side, and so. Ashley and I are the aesthetics side. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, yes, he gets shrapnel in his chest and does not kill him because... They... Jensen saves his life yeah. with a car battery, you awesome. know? <laughs> he carries around like a purse. I yeah. love it! This, like, 10-pound uh, purse. It's so good. All women's purses are All 10 women. pounds. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. Oh, man. Yep. Woman up. <laughs> and then we go back to kind of before that all happens, and it's all about Tony Stark as a celebrity, and this really speaks to 
him at the end of the movie, spoilers, declaring he's Iron Man because he wants to be seen as this larger-than-life superhero. And he mm-hmm. uses the word superhero to Leslie Bibb's character. Yeah. And completely unironically, because yeah. he thinks that's what he is. <laughs> I never called you a hero. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're introduced to Jarvis, who is an operating system. Jarvis. Kind of a, yeah, an AI almost that mm-hmm. Tony mm-hmm. talks to and uses as his personal, uh, you know... Secretary. Secretary, mm-hmm. basically. Does everything for him. Mm-hmm. And then whatever Jarvis doesn't do, Pepper does. Yay! Yes. Which we should probably bring up now that this will contain spoilers for the entire MCU, because the thing with Jarvis in general, huge payoff in the end, which that's something that's something personally I don't think was ever planned for him to be vision. Unexpected, I don't, I don't yeah. think they planned that. No. I think it worked out. It was a happy coincidence, maybe. Mm-hmm. It was. And it's great. Ooh, we have another character that has a voice. <laughs> Let's use it. Exactly. <laughs> well, it was an easy thing just to download him into the... A body. Mm-hmm. The android robot body, basically. Right. Right. So, And it's Paul freaking Bettany, who's amazing. You yes. like you don't just use that guy as a voice. You use that actor. <laughs> he didn't want to do it. He didn't want to do it. <laughs> he does now. We still got him, so it's all good. Do people know that Jarvis is an acronym? Is it? Yeah. Yes. It stands for just a rather very intelligent system. <laughs> that's so funny. Jeez, yeah, because there's a period after each. Yeah. Uh, oh, I guess that's true. I've seen so. Friday, like in, uh, in Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. Is, yeah. So, Spoilers. There you go. Spoilers. Yeah. Cool. So Jarvis uh, basically is this operating system, and then we have like the kind of the seeds for him becoming Vision in Avengers. We skip forward to that because mm-hmm. of the Mind Stone, and then he becomes. In Age of Ultron, Vision, which is super cool. So, just just a little note for that. Sentient being. That's so fun, good. Fun Jarvis yes. pieces. Something that's really cool also is for here, who is an actor in the Star Trek reboot, he plays the captain of the Kelvin, which Chris Hemsworth then takes over after his death, which is kind of neat, mm-hmm. that little thing there. But in Iron Man, he plays Raza, who's kind of the main bad guy behind the scenes up until we have the, you know, mid-movie reveal. <laughs> He's the decoy bad guy. Exactly, exactly. Bad guy number one. Mm-hmm. And Tony ends up building this... He's supposed to be building the Jericho missiles for these bad guys, mm-hmm. but he ends up building a miniaturized arc reactor, which is basically impossible, supposedly, but he does it because his life's on the line. The technology doesn't exist. He's also a genius. it does exist at the factory. A very large one. But not to shrink it down is impossible. Yeah, the scale is impossible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he creates his Mark I suit. (laughs) Yes! Which is a great, um, you know, callback just to the comics origin stories. Yeah. It's really, and I'm glad they could incorporate that into them. Yeah. Oh, yes. It was cool to see. It's bulky Mm -hmm. and kind of ridiculous, but still does its job. Which is really well, cool. just the mask alone looks almost exactly mm-hmm. like, you know, the original. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's cool, so cool. cool homage. Then three months pass. <laughs> that, <laughs> it, that he's been in captivity. Because we listened. Yes. <laughs> yes. And Coulson! And Coulson! Which, which is so funny because he's such, um, he's a character we always talk about. And I guess I don't realize, like, oh yeah, he's in this. Yeah. <laughs> he's he start, in everything. He starts yeah. in the beginning. So yeah. which, the entire phase one. So which is why I'm just like... Of course they freaking knew what they were doing. Like, he's here. So, <laughs> I'm just saying. Let's give him some credit. It's fine. <laughs> a little bit of credit. No, a little bit I'm of not, credit. I'm not going to give him any credit. <sighs> but uh, after he gets back, Tony makes a better version that isn't built in a cave <laughs> and has Pepper come and help him take it out, like, operation, Ugh, and put in the goodness. new one. And then Pepper sends him his old one, proof that Tony Stark has a heart in a little glass box. It's so cute. Cute, like a little shadow box. It is, and then it saves him later, yes. which is amazing. So amazing. Because Pepper saves him. Yes. Yes. 
Because of love. Because Pepper always <laughs> saves them. Yes. They're all each other have. It's beautiful. It is so beautiful. <laughs> so Tony's kind of going about his uh, his engineering feats and coming up with different versions of the suit to try on until <laughs> Gomira is attacked, which is Jensen's village. He's the, the guy in the beginning that helps him escape and build his first suit. Yeah. And what you were th- actually you thought that that was probably I I think that was a big tipping point for Tony in general because again we already had discussed he he now has learned that his tech can get in the wrong hands but now it now it's gotten personal now it's mm-hmm. affected somebody that he um, cared for I mean you know him and Jensen were friends and mm-hmm. Jensen saved his life and Jensen like, saved yeah, his life and, and they were going to get out of that situation together and yeah. they didn't get out yeah. of it together. So this is going to be, I assume this is kind of his way to be like, I couldn't save you. I'm going to save your village. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. It definitely fueled the, oh, or yeah. the, at least the clicking point, you know? Yeah. I mean, cause he probably still would have gone around and saved those other, um, towns and cities. Sure. But yeah. I don't think, like, I think Alicia had mentioned when we were watching it, he wouldn't have gone right then that second as the news yes, was broadcast. I agree. But the fact that it was that city and it just triggered that for him, mm-hmm. he went. Yeah. And also, we don't know if he'd even tested the suit up that, until that point. That was the test. Because he thing. was just, like, mm-hmm. yeah. he was messing around with it at the point, and well, he, he saw it, missile, mm-hmm. and he monsters. was like, all right, it's go time. Yeah. This is the yeah. time mm-hmm. And I'm going to gonna say the biggest part I like about Tony Stark is his trial and error, like, mm-hmm. as we talked about while we were watching the movie, because he is a scientist, and that's what scientists do. It's, it's great. Nothing and, just yeah, works. It, he gets it to work. Right. Yeah, yes. so all of his playing around, destroying mm-hmm. his card garage area to get these suits on ta- on task is is amazing so well and i think that shows he doesn't give a shit about all that stuff anymore the material stuff mm-hmm. now yeah. he's iron man and that's yes. his mission that's yeah. what he's doing with yep. his life yep. and well, they locked him out of everything else so he has to do something pretty much <laughs> uh and a little bit after this we get the big you know evil plan reveal of obadiah working with raza and basically tony was supposed to be murdered not taken hostage to build weapons, mm-hmm. and now Obadiah has come to collect that old suit of armor because he's a complete hack and unoriginal and can't come up with anything on his own. So they're just going to replicate it. Exactly, and they do it very poorly. They, I mean, they make it bigger. They, they yeah. successfully make it like three times its original size. Yeah, which, yeah. why? Because bigger is better. It's, it's not. Hey. It's a size thing. But he didn't fix that icing problem, did he? Did he even know about the icing problem? He didn't, because he's not. an idiot. No. <laughs> and he let everyone else do the work for him. Yes. So. He's a businessman, not a scientist. He had no idea what he was doing. So don't cheat. Yeah. <laughs> Children, don't be cheat. And then I like that at first, Tony's asking Pepper to go do some spy shit for him and download all this stuff off the mainframe. And she says no, because she doesn't want him to kill himself. And then he says, none of this other stuff matters. I'm Iron Man. Like, this is my purpose. Yes. And she does it, because he has a purpose now. Yep. Yeah. And also kind of that, that fact where he was like, you let me do all of these horrible things mm-hmm. yeah. prior to, but now that I want to do something, you're not willing to help me. And right. that was kind of like... I know. It was like, it was kind of, oh. yeah, it was yeah. kind of hard. It was like hard to hear, but well, you know, and that's something. It was true. Yeah, it was, it was definitely true. true. And that's something that's actually I think is really kind of nice about their relationship as it progresses. Is I'm sure there's probably a lot of decisions that Tony starts to do in his life because he wants Pepper to be proud of him. Yes, I you agree. Mm-hmm. Well, it's when he first starts to notice her in right. Iron Man. Is oh wait. You know, you're the person who is there for me and cares about me and all that kind of stuff. And you also don't care that I am a bad person. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you care, but, like, mm-hmm. you're still here for me, even though right. I'm not stayed. that great. Yeah, stayed. she stayed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he just progressively gets better, and I like to think it's mm-hmm. for himself and for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and honestly, Pepper is the one person who probably knows him the best. Mm-hmm. Consistent, yeah. And, you know, 
and kind of the, the way that they banter back and forth. Oh, they're bantering. I just, I don't think anyone else, like, talks, can to, him that t- way. talks to him that way. Mm-hmm. Or, like, feels that they can talk to him that way. Mm-hmm. Or, or just, like, the sheer fact, you know, that he is, you know, this well, that actually billionaire brings, playboy mm-hmm. philanthropist. Mm-hmm. That actually brings up a good point, because you have that whole um, verbal fight scene between him and Cap in Avengers. What if Pepper had talked to him that way? Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah. That probably would have, he would have let that slide, but with Cap, he doesn't. It didn't, mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting. I never really kind of thought about that. Yeah. Going back well, to Obadiah, what does he look like, Alicia? What did <laughs> I point out? You, you tell oh us, God. non-video gamer Sarah, yeah! what did he look so, like? So, I don't play any video games. <laughs> but Warmonger comes out, and I just looked at it, and I go, doesn't that look like that big daddy thing from that game you play? Didn't even remember what the game was, but it is from Bioshock that Alicia really likes a lot, so. I do, it's true. I found it for her. I'm very yeah. proud and I was Sarah. like, oh, you're right! <laughs> No head cannon. a big daddy. <laughs> yeah, Sarah, or, the, or the scientist that made it. We're fans of. Yeah. yeah. Sarah turns and she goes, "What game is that again?" Like, That's Bioshock. Yeah. She's like, "It's a what? A, a big daddy." <laughs> so cute. And then, and then, as Alicia says, you know, we find out because of Obadiah's just methods, he did not know about the icing problem. Did not fix the icing problem. Mm-hmm. Um. So just pull him up into the atmosphere, let him freeze, freeze. over, and the systems kind of fry, and then just let him fall to the earth. And then Pepper electrocutes the roof, and all the glass caves in. <laughs> yeah. glass. There's so a lot of glass. glass in the MC. Yeah, the so universe, a similar so. image comes up in Iron Man 2, where they're in this Japanese garden under a dome, and all the glass shatters, and it's just, it's it's cool. I like the little visual callback. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. All the glass shatters, except for the one that Tony has to fly, fly through, through and shatter that glass. Oh that's, that's an Iron Man 2, though. <laughs> and after that, Obadiah is defeated. Tony and Pepper are, you know, making plans for the future. They have a moment, but it's not a good moment. They don't kiss. They don't they kiss. They don't there's, kiss. There's no kiss in the first one. There's no kiss that's in the true. first one. That's true. That's true. And she calls him out for leaving her on that roof, and she's not mm-hmm. the typical, oh, you know, I love you, whatever, girl character. Nope. She's yeah. like, no, you, gotta, you, you have a lot to do to prove to and me. And you gotta work for me. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, I really girl. like. Yes, girl. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Tony goes up on stage and says, I am Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> out to Black Sabbath. <laughs> <laughs> it ignores all the cue cards, and it's just like, nope, this is me, I am him. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hashtag Marvel. Yes. Yes. Hashtag Marvel. Yes. Hashtag the start of it all. Yep. I love it. And then the end scene has Nick motherfucking Fury, Sam Jackson, the coolest yes. dude in the world, show up <laughs> to tell Tony, hey, we got the Avengers initiative coming up. I want to talk to you about it. Right, which the original Nick Fury character in the comics is actually um, white, except for, yeah, yeah. except for in an alternate universe or mm-hmm. an Earth 20-something or other, you know, right. multiple Earths. He's a black man, and the... They mod modeled him after Samuel L. Jackson. Oh my gosh! Oh. In the for the comic, uh, which wow. is why they casted him. Well, probably a big reason as mm-hmm. to why they did it is because the comic book mm-hmm. persona was based on him. That's yes. awesome! Which Excellent is, choice. Yes, really cool. <laughs> and he does very well as in the Nick Fury role. Off. Okay. <laughs> I honestly don't think there's who anyone else nope. could have done that role. Oh. No, Mm-mm. and did no. it justice. Mm-mm. No, and then plus his role for now in the beginning until we get to Avengers is kind of minimal so he just has to show up have a good time mm-hmm. which is great you know yeah. I think that's any actor's dream <laughs> yeah yes. totally okay and now we're gonna move on to the Incredible Hulk so this is called the Incredible Hulk right yes, yes. <laughs> okay so I Sarah have never seen this the Incredible Hulk movie um I actually never wanted to watch it and think it was that good um watching it consecutively with shut up 
with um, Sarah, Heather shaking her head <laughs> with all, all six of them actually watching it and then watching another movie after it I actually found the Hulk very much better so mm-hmm. I was I was very impressed so it, it, it's a movie that I think belongs in the phase like, I agree yes it, it, I, it, I think it holds its own yeah I think sure. it I mean would we know any different if they had never made it probably not but the fact that they did it does still fit within the first I mean the six movies it, mm-hmm. it not a hindrance to the arc of yeah. the phase one. Well, and I think they they did make it because they made that one, that Ang Lee one, and that no one liked. And but it was still mm-hmm. in the conscience, so people right. knew who the Hulk was, so they felt they could bring him back and do a reboot. Right. Yeah. And and that movie, so that one with um, Eric Bana, that one actually came out in like two thousand three or four or something like that. Um, so that one has nothing to do with the Marvel universe. That's completely separate. Nothing that happened in it is anything. Um, this one, this Incredible Hulk movie, came out in 2008, uh, just a few months after Iron Man did. Well, it was just that, well, we didn't actually get a backstory on how he became the Hulk. Correct. So they did kind of have a, they were like, oh, well, we technically already did a movie. <laughs> right. But, meh, which is a better right. one. <laughs> which I think is very, very smart of them. So basically the entire opening credit sequence of this one, of the, the 2008 Incredible Hulk, is is the origin story. It's like it, a little it's, montage. It, yeah, it's how Bruce Banner became the Hulk, which I think was super smart of them to do because people had just seen a Hulk movie four <laughs> years earlier. Yeah, and, you know, and it, it, that, it didn't pay off, you know, doing that origin story. Yeah. So people didn't need it again. Spider-Man universe. Unlike the Spider-Man Oh my God! Stop <laughs> doing origins! I will put in that seeing that montage and not having seen the other one because mm-hmm. I knew the other one was not good. And it's just not the sense of, oh, I didn't watch it because I didn't like it. I just knew it wasn't that good. Right. I actually had to ask you guys, what, what what was this? What is this montage thing? So, I mean, it helped kind of show some stuff, but I was a little kind of yeah. thrown off with it. But um, at least it gave you a little bit about it and it was just not coming into this green guy. Correct. It, so. it, gave, it gave you enough to then throw you into the story, which is now, what is it, like a couple of months or a year after the incident and he's gone to Brazil? No, it's been like five years. Oh, has it? Okay, then I yeah. totally missed the time skip. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it, no. It's been years it's been because a long time. she didn't, she hadn't talked to him <gasps> since that I think it was right. four. Yeah, And she's five. like, that's mm-hmm. why I haven't talked to, I haven't talked yeah. to him in five years. That like when well, she was like. Betty, Betty is who we're talking about. Yes. His uh, ex-wife, wife, girlfriend, but she's, her, her last name is Ross at the moment. And she hasn't seen him in a long time. She's actually dating a new dude. So no, it's, it's been quite a while, but he does. He does end up in Brazil. And what does that remind us of, Ashley? Fast and Furious. <laughs> Ohana. This is Brazil. <laughs> All of those houses on top of each e- other. Everyone just has to run across For rooftop scenes. Everyone <laughs> has to run across them. You're still yep. just on the roof, okay? Get off the roof. Um, Get off the roof. So one thing to mention, which we'll probably get into it later when we do the, the quick uh, brief about Avengers, is in this one also, um, Bruce Banner is played by a different actor. Um, he's uh, played by Ed Norton in this one and is later replaced by uh, Mark Ruffalo. Unfortunately. Yeah. I miss Ed Norton. He's the perfect skinny little Bruce Banner. It Yes. I, I will admit, physicality wise, mm-hmm. Ed Norton I think was a better transition into the whole, but uh, we have what we have. We have so. what we have now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's fine. <laughs> And then Tim Roth is in this movie as well from Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction fame. He's a super awesome actor from a lot of movies I really like. But he's the main antagonist besides Thunderbolt Ross, which is the dumbest name ever, and I love it. <laughs> well, comic characters, they have all those yeah. in parentheses or in quotes nicknames. Obadiah Stain, clearly a villain in parentheses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I was going to say Virginia Pepper Potts. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Everybody's got a nickname. Pepper Potts is super cool. 
Um, but Tim Roth in this at first is just a regular soldier. He's kind of feeling his age and all that. And then we'll get into later what happens. Well, yeah. he's, he's seen some shit. Mm-hmm. No, he's, he's a little imbalanced. War and death kind of makes someone a little looking rough. Kind of <laughs> D- justified. And they totally. call him out on it. And mm-hmm. I thought that was really rude. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk about people's looks. So it's rude. That yeah. might've sparked something for him to try <laughs> to fix it. <laughs> right. Which, so th- that ends up what uh, we find out is that Ross has been, working on replicating, I guess, the Hulk thing. Even yes. though he has a personal vendetta against mm-hmm. the Hulk, he's still trying to replicate the experiments right. for the military, of course, because that seems to be a big overarching theme in all of the yeah. these mm-hmm. movies. You know, every, yeah. it's all about the military and the army, and they're trying to get weapons or tech or serums. Yeah. Um, to make themselves better. To make themselves Stronger, better. better, yeah. faster. Right. And um, I, I really like the way the movie's shot. It's almost like a creature feature. You know, mm-hmm. the Hulk is... Creeping around in the shadows, very Jurassic mm-hmm. Park-like, you know, mm-hmm. you don't know what's what's pulling you and breaking your bones and shit. It's mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, I get what you mean by that now, because he's, like, in the shadows. Yeah. Like, you don't when actually the see... The monster, yeah, at first. When, when he's oh. in... When he first turns into the Hulk. Yeah. And, and you he's, don't like, see him. creeping around, and they're, like, with their guns, like, freaking yeah, the fuck I out. I didn't get what you yeah. meant by that. He, now I get it. He beats up the rapey factory workers. Yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. the dark, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. The fight scenes are really good in this movie. I think that's why mm-hmm. I enjoy it very much, because I like fight um, movies, so... Um, oh, yeah. With the, the CG, I mean, it looked really it looked really good. And we were all comparing the sizes on the Hulk, and I tend to think they're about the same, but they worked really well in this movie, Well, so. and that's something even to bring up, again, so this is 2008, which is 10 years ago yep. now, and, I mean, the CG... 11. It's a little noticeable, but it's not bad. No, no, no it works very well. Mm-hmm. And I mean, really, who he ends up fighting, like, it's just, it looks really cool, right. you know? And speaking of who he ends up fighting later, the um, Tim Roth character gets offered by Ross to essentially be a test subject, which a lot of that is just pure manipulation. Ross was just like, as we were saying, calls him out on his age. Yep. He did that on purpose because mm-hmm. he knew. For sure. So he's, he's totally manipulating Blonsky, Tim Roth's character. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he knows what he's doing because he wants a test subject. But at first, it's just, like, a super serum, so he's stronger and faster. Mm-hmm. They have this big fight at this university campus, and they do manage to get the Hulk down, mm-hmm. and they capture him, mm-hmm. and, and they stick a nice little ice pack on his oh head. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> he comes out in a stretcher mm-hmm. being not the Hulk, and he has a legit ice pack mm-hmm. on his head. Okay, swung's important. That ain't going to shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Banner was trying to go find his professor friend who was running experiments on his blood, and what ends up happening is... Blonsky gets Mr. Blue to use Mr. Green's blood on him, and he transforms with a combination of the super serum already in him, mm-hmm. and then this blood, he transforms into the Abomination. Which is really, really cool, because if you've ever looked up what Abomination actually looks like in the comics, he's kind of also green, um, and looks kind of like a goblin. I mean, he kind of reminds me of, like... like over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, well, he kind of reminds me of just, like, the look of the green goblin or the hot right. goblin, mm-hmm. yeah. but bulkier, because he's, like, in the Hulk body. So you can't really have a another green thing. I mean, this isn't Planet Hulk. We're not getting into that. Yeah. So yeah. to mm-hmm. make Abomination look different, they basically had just his skin tore and grew and his bones started protruding and stuff, which is super gross and I hate it. <laughs> it looks cool. But it looks really cool. Yeah. So the way that they took kind of that idea of the comic book character and that's what they did, I think, was successful. It really worked mm-hmm. out. They look really good together. When they yeah, when they fought, like Sarah was commenting on the CG, it leads to really cool fight scenes. Totally. They did one issue, though, with it, and that's the fact that he, oh my God. he is now all of a sudden a Kindle. 
<laughs> of abomination. Okay. Hulk at least has shorts on, so you can kind of assume maybe, but we're not going to get into Ashley anatomy went, of monsters yeah. right Ashley now. Ashley went straight for the junk, and she's just like, there's something wrong there. It's, well, <laughs> well, because you all were like, oh no, but they don't ever pan there. I'm like, no, when he's flying through the air, there's nothing <laughs> flying. No, the head cannon is, it's now shape of water. <laughs> it opens. And, it, and his dick is inside him, and oh. it comes out when he needs yes. to. And you know what? That is the answer that pacifies me. I'm totally fine yes, with that. That is 100% what happened. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, and during the scene, Abomination flings the Mr. Blue across the room, and mm-hmm. he actually gets some of Hulk's blood yes. on him, too. Never to be seen again. Never seen nope. again. No mention of this ever again. Which, again, a, a lot of that might have to do with um, rights, considering this movie was a universal movie. Mm-hmm. The other ones are, were Paramount at the mm-hmm. time. Um, so it could just be Marvel at this juncture just don't have the rights or the access mm-hmm. to those Hulk characters. So, yeah, mm-hmm. they set them up, but now they can't use him. Well, I think they also realized there were more interesting characters to use. Elsewhere, yeah. Sure. So they didn't need to keep using him that much. Well, and once once they got Thanos as their big bad, it was like, okay. Mm-hmm. We have a plan now. Yeah. I think probably around, around Thor cap time mm-hmm. is when they started putting their actual... Plan. plan into motion yeah. before then I think it was just he's, we'll he's see what go- happens and go yeah, with we'll, it. We'll, we'll place easter eggs just in mm-hmm. case and I mean is that kind of the reason why he's the only one of like kind of the main Avengers that doesn't have like sequels probably he's just in the other sequels mm-hmm. of other people's movies this is true so mm-hmm. it's like we don't ever get another Hulk movie right we have yet to and it's probably right I don't think we need one though because Thor Ragnarok is exactly. basically a Planet Hulk almost movie with Thor in it too, sure. which is really cool. I love that movie, mm-hmm. and I, I love Planet Hulk, yeah. but I think they, they did enough justice to him in that movie and right. in, and the other Avenger movies. Like you said, he's in so. the other ones as mm-hmm. either a supporting character or just a really good, like, middle person yeah. Yeah. Right. to be there. Well, and, and how much, like... How much Hulk stuff can you do? Yeah, yes, I'm like, how, how much of having an internal Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde battle mm-hmm. can you have sure. in full-length feature films? Mm-hmm. So. And I think people would get really tired of him not being able to be either comfortable with being the Hulk mm-hmm. or either to control it. So it is kind of almost a depressing thing. Right. So it's mm-hmm. like you kind of... We like to see him doing good things in the other movies instead of getting a full... Like you said, it's good supporting. Yeah. I agree. So during this whole fight at the end here with Hulk and Abomination, they break Harlem, mm-hmm. which oh, so <laughs> which good. Bruce Banner refers to in Avengers, and we just, we like that little note. And we think that it's also referred to in Luke Cage in the Netflix series, too. Oh, for sure, because they had to rebuild Harlem. Right, after, after that incident. Yeah, after yeah. the green guy. I think they always call him the green guy. Because <laughs> yeah. again, I think that's rights issues. They can't fully, by name, refer to them as things. I don't think that's the case for those. Those no. are Marvel Studio. They are, but there, shows. there are some. But they things, don't want to. They don't want to step on some, toes. Yeah, there are some mm-hmm. things they don't. They don't say. Yeah. They keep them separated. They, they have nicknames for them. But. Yeah, but I like the nod too. In the Avengers, I like the nod back. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. especially since it wasn't him, which I think it was cool. Yeah, you know, Mark Ruffalo didn't wasn't in that movie, so it was just like, <laughs> oh, so it wasn't Mark Ruffalo that broke Harlem. It no. was Ed Norton no. that broke yeah. Harlem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's directly rude. <laughs> that's funny. He's getting blamed for something he didn't do. <laughs> Well, and at this point, Ross realizes, oh, shit, I need the Hulk to go defeat the Abomination now. Sorry, bro, I've been chasing you and trying to murder you this whole time. time. He was like, protect the green one. (laughs) (laughs) Which a lot of that, too, I think we were talking about it during the movie, is super personal because, you know, Mm -hmm. Banner, Hulk, hurt his daughter, hurt Betty Betty Ross. Mm -hmm. Um, Emotionally. So, yeah. (laughs) Not physically. Well, Well, no, she didn't hurt her physically. He hurt her physically. She was in the hospital, like, almost dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I feel like... I was cooking during that scene. You were. (laughs) So, I feel like General Ross, in general, should not... General Ross, in general, should not have been a 
assigned to the Hulk case because yes. he was too personally close to it. Yeah, but who cares? It's the military. They do have a and what? as we've learned, yeah, Rhodey is the liaison for his best friend Iron Man. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's yeah. So then, uh, when they're kind of wrapping up their fight, we get Hulk's thunderclap and Hulk smash, oh. which mm. is such a video game thing. I yes. love it. <laughs> just hit, just hit A. Yes, yes. Do your ultimate. <laughs> Do your ultimate. It's so great. Oh man, he totally it. rips off like pieces of the abomination and stabs him with it. Like, oh, yeah. Ashley's favorite scene. I hate things that, like, protrude out of the body. It just grosses me out. That way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> very, yeah, very, very sexual, um, this, this episode, apparently. I know, clearly. Um, <laughs> but it is one of those things which is, is heavily used a lot, is the fact that the only thing that can penetrate X is the thing itself. Sure. So. Not a good enough reason to use the word penetrate. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so he, he rips out his elbow bone yep. and Which then also, stabs him with it. I'm just like, was he able even to use that arm after he did that? Because I feel like... He had a bunch of other bones there. I don't know. He was a like, girl from his arm. Bones is there. <laughs> but maybe, maybe it was constantly maybe. regenerating him. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Yep. But that was a really cool scene. Yeah, their, their fight scene was cool. Yeah. I did enjoy that. And then Hulk uh, looks off into the distance and leaves, and Betty Ross is never seen again. Nope. Yep. Thunderbolt Liv- Ross comes back, but Betty's gone forever. Bye, yeah. Liv Tyler. We miss you. Oh, you're beautiful. Arwen, off. you're beautiful. <laughs> we do miss you, it's true. You're so soft-spoken. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, no, so was breathy. It? Breathy. So, so breathy. Oh. <laughs> Except when she screamed at the cabbie. Yeah. yeah. She brought it. She brought <laughs> then it. All, yeah. Then all of a sudden she was an actress. Yes. Oh my god. Uh, yes, yeah, very breathy voice, but, but yeah. that's okay. And then the after credit scene is super cute because... Thunderbolt Ross is drinking what looks like absinthe. It's green. It's aesthetic. Aesthetic green. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So great. And Fury shows up again, right? No, um, no Tony. It's Tony. It's Tony oh, it's Tony. Okay, Tony shows sorry. up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tony's shows like, up again. we're having this Avenger initiative. Yes. And yeah. that's when he's we're putting, like... We're putting together a team. Yes. Which I'm like, why do you need to approach Ross with that? But maybe yeah. he thinks that he has Track. tabs on... Yeah. Well, Fury uh-huh. shield, Ross is like military proper. Yeah. So he's not... He's not secret spy shield. Right, yeah. Maybe that has to do with it. Which I'm not Tony sure. clearly has issues with, so. Well, and then later on when the Accords happen, Tony and Ross know each other. Mm-hmm. Because they met in this mm-hmm. kind of yeah. after credit scene. Well, Tony is a military man, apparently, so. <laughs> yeah, he, he is. Tries. He, he does his best. Yeah. So o- overall, though, the Incredible Hulk movie, not terrible. I it's not bad. not I, find I, it terrible. I like, I like yeah. the Incredible Hulk. So our next movie, which is the third, is going to be Iron Man 2. Which was in 2010. 2010. 2010. <laughs> very nice, very nice. Also opens with ACDC. Shoot yes. to thrill. Woo! <laughs> or, well, I guess his introduction opens with that. First, we get once again um, another pre, then flashback, then back to real. Yeah, it's the whole, it's Mickey Rorick's whole bit with his dad is the well, opening. He's watching uh, on television Tony Stark basically come out as Iron Man and. He's, he's like, that's the last straw. Fueled with vengeance. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, we will find that out later. He's got da, his da, wall da. of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Which, Mickey Rourke was a choice. Uh, I'm not sure what they were going for exactly with his whole look in this movie. It was really weird. Just the fucking nails. <laughs> oh. Heather does not like his nails. She thought they were very unsanitary. So, nope. I don't, I don't know. There it's was a lot. Like they put, uh, just go look up Mickey Rourke's nails. <laughs> 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 Uh, I don't know. I think the choice of having him look that way was to kind of represent someone who's not in the best 
they could be mental or physical status, especially after losing, you know, I guess that was his dad, correct? Yeah, he lost his dad, and he also went to jail, and all that. So just, I guess, stereotypical bad guy. Yeah, bad guy doesn't, doesn't, uh, isn't coming up as great, Mm -hmm. but is actually a very smart physicist, so it's also, like, don't judge someone kind Mm -hmm. of thing, but yeah, he looks rough. Right. (laughs) He was basically blaming his misfortunes on Mm -hmm. the Stark Stark family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then we open at the Stark Expo, which is so Disney. It was so Epcot. It was straight so up beautiful. Disney. Disney didn't own them yet. <laughs> no, exactly. But it, it was. It's Epcot. Yeah. They basically portray Howard as Walt Disney, and the Expo is freaking Epcot, which I love, of course. It's my favorite part ever. Grand opening. <laughs> Grand opening, just like Tony likes so. Exactly. Which is kind of fun, because in Captain America, you then um, see Howard at the expo. Young. Mm-hmm. A young Howard. Howard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of fun. And it's very similar to, which we can talk about later, but Tony's little mm-hmm. song like, and dance. Yeah, it's like he learned so. from someone yeah. or something. Where does he get it from? Where does he yeah. get it from? You know, so. Exactly. And then Kate Mara shows up. Sue Storm shows up for five seconds mm-hmm. to hand Tony a subpoena. But really randomly. But what happens when she tries to hand him the thing? He doesn't he like to be handed anything. things. That is my favorite part about Robert Dungeon's <laughs> <laughs> character. Also, one, I don't understand it. And two, I'm wondering if that's just a personal choice that um, he throws in that he, that he just threw in there just because he thought of that. That's how they, that character would. But they just kept using it. Well, it came back in Avengers yeah, in the beginning with exactly. Phil and, and Pepper. I just think he's such a pompous asshole that just being like, like, direct and, like, this one-on-one thing. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Gotta go a roundabout way to do it. You gotta go through no. my secretary and yeah. my bodyguard. <laughs> but it's weird because we don't see that at all in the first movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's does totally he, in the first does movie. Does he get hand- like, he's, like, he doesn't like to be handed things? Yeah, they say it in the first movie. Yeah. Yeah. Pepper picks up something uh, for the same reason. Like, yeah. she, she's the one who's like, I'll take it. It's it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember what it was, Still, but it happened. Is it from Colson? Where, it where was he, from Colson. He tries to hand the card, and it's like he doesn't like to be handed things or something like that. I think it's from Colson. Yeah, that makes sense. It's, it's a business card or something. Yeah, like right. so, but still, it's anyway, like a... we just watched it, but we don't remember, so it's fine. <laughs> the, the homage to Tony's like assholeness, I love so. But we like that line. And then they do the speaking, whole. Um, well, let's say speaking of lines, I enjoyed. Um, so then they go to court. They bring. I was going to say they're going to go to court. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they they go to the Senate. Right. So Senate Stern, Senator Stern is there, and he's actually a hydro plant, which, which we, we learn know. later. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I enjoy that because this is when we're reintroduced to Rhodey, who has also <laughs> had an actor changed um, to Don Cheadle, um, who plays him in this one and going forward plays Rhodey. Mm-hmm. But I like his line of, it's me, I'm here, deal with it. It's directed <laughs> to Tony, but I feel like it's, it's directed the, the to audience. the audience yeah, as well. Like, that, hey, I replaced this yes, guy. I, yeah. You new... mentioned that when we when it came yeah. on screen. That was really funny. Yeah. I, I, I love... Well, because there are other movies where the actors will do that, it. and because yeah. it's it is totally to the audience. Like you have to, I'm here. So mm-hmm. I, I love that line from Don Cheadle. I love Don Cheadle. I'm really glad he's Rhodey. Yeah, he was really good. <clears throat> it. I think it was a good choice for the franchise going yeah, forward. Totally. Tan Howard's a fantastic actor, but I just <clears throat> prefer Don Cheadle. Yeah, he did does a really good job. I think mm-hmm. so. He's got the humor better. Don Cheadle. Oh, yeah. yeah, he doesn't Comedic. smile as much either. than neither of them do, but I think it works. Mm-hmm. It just mm-hmm. works really well with this character. So, what do we have next? So, Senator Stern wants the Iron Man technology, and that's mm-hmm. the reason they've subpoenaed him to come show up at, mm-hmm. at the Senate. Some stupid subcommittee thing, and <laughs> Tony just says no. No, you can't have, have it. Tech. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then what does he say? 
you don't deserve to wear the suit. And that is a big thing because does he really deserve to wear the suit at this point? Does Probably Tony? not. Mm-hmm. So that mm. was a big thing I wrote down because it's a multiple reason kind of um, statement. Because mm-hmm. he is better than he was in the first movie because now it's the second movie, but he's also kind of still... He's still a cocky asshole. Yes! He is still doing that. So yeah. the fact that he like points it out that way mm-hmm. is kind of interesting. And he, of course, doesn't want it for the right reasons because he wants it for the military war and shit, but you know. Yeah. It was interesting for him mm-hmm. to put that out. Then we're introduced to Sam Rockwell as Justin Hammer, the most inept defense contractor in the world. <laughs> the most inept yes. CEO, probably. Yes. <laughs> oh, I enjoy his character, though. I just like how he calls him Anthony Stark. Yes! yes! <laughs> Such a dick but move, it's only, yeah. It's only then, because then later yes. at the Grand Prix, he calls him Tony. Yeah. <laughs> in a formal setting, he's probably using his official name. Uh-huh. That well, he's, he's, only, uh-huh. he's only doing that because Leslie Bibb reprises her character as that Vanity Fair reporter, and mm-hmm. he's trying to get a good cover story. Right. And Tony is a cover story. Justin Hammer's not a cover story. Right. Yeah. Tony's freaking Iron Man. Like, yeah, yeah. who are you, bro? Right. Mm-hmm. And also the, the St. Canada line as well. When they're talking about, like, peace or whatever, and they're like, the St. Canada. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because it's, like, free and stuff. Yeah, no. <clears throat> yeah. So, Tony, uh, is, it's real to us, the audience, not to anyone else, that Tony thinks he's dying. Tony be- is dying. <laughs> okay. Tony is dying because yeah. of a palladium overdose because of what's... Yeah, what's in his arc reactor that's powering his heart. So Mm -hmm. he thinks he's going to die. So he decides he's going to turn over Stark Industries to Pepper and make her CEO. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't tell her why. Which honestly, I think even if he wasn't dying, it was probably a good move anyway. Because she would run the company much better. He's busy avenging. He doesn't have time for this shit. Exactly. Especially when that's kind of tipped, you know, from the last movie and then the what we watched, you know, the Hulk and stuff. So it's like a good thing. Because yeah, he wasn't anyway like he wasn't doing he wasn't a good job it. of it yeah. anyway so yeah. it was a good idea I think he should have talked to her about it a little bit more but <laughs> mm-hmm. you know how these movies go mm-hmm. so we have to lie well I just like when he's like oh I'm trying to give you the company she's like I'm trying to run the company because like she does <laughs> already basically already doing it. run the company mm-hmm. without the title but she has to get his you know approval obviously mm-hmm. because he's the one in the chair right mm-hmm. but he's like no I, I want you to have it so right. I right. Uh, yeah I really like definitely could have done it a little bit better but mm-hmm. and, it, and it's not something too that that he gives her and then spoilers he gets better and then he takes away from her she continues no. to yeah, be she, CEO yeah. for mm-hmm. the rest of the franchise I, I just say yay Pepper becomes CEO get it girl yeah. <laughs> <laughs> work, work those pantsuits oh my gosh her, her outfits, outfits are pantsuits. hot I'm her outfits are nice yeah. Yeah. she yeah. wears dresses and red bottom heels oh long heels red bottoms yes she knows what's up yep and then we're introduced to Black Widow for hey the first girl. time <laughs> Uh, Natalie Rushman. <laughs> yeah, oh my I miss gosh, that's right. I miss her long hair. I'm the only one who likes her long hair. It's not that I don't like it, it's just impractical. Yeah. It's well, it's fine. It's like it's her comic look. My only problem with this yeah. one is when she first is introduced. I like it because I think it's like a cover. Like I think that's cool because right. she is a spy. But like it's almost brown when you first yeah. see it. So it's brown and then it goes to the red later in the in the sh- in the um It's red it's red in the light. But it's like, oh, okay. But I mean she looks okay in it, yeah. but yeah, I like her look. It doesn't look, like I said, it doesn't look bad. It's not that mm-hmm. I don't like it, but the fact that they took it away doesn't bother me. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was fun. She gets in the fighting so ring. So she ends up, <laughs> she goes in the fighting ring. Um, with Happy. She, with Happy. And she takes him down, which is 
great. Yeah, um, he obviously doesn't think that she can. And I was mm-hmm. like, happy, that's problematic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, well, he makes fun of her, like, you know, what do you do, little little hot yoga? Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Does that have you boxed stuff? before? Yeah, I've boxed before. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I, I just like how she just walks away. Yeah, she's yeah, out of okay. rounds, we're done. Yep, yep, yep. Um, that's good. But then she ends up, um, he, Tony hires her to be Pepper's replacement as his assistant. Mm-hmm. Which, I again, I know she's used to going undercover in general, the character, but I wonder how hard it was just to have to listen to Tony, like... <laughs> take orders from him because later on in their relationship i don't she would not do that (laughs) she's good at it so so at the race he checks his blood toxicity again and it's over 50 percent and he decides he's going to race the race car and not the driver that's supposed to be racing the race car but first elon freaking musk is in this movie (laughs) that's right i did not realize (laughs) we're all just like Oh, oh my god, that's Elon Musk. Mr. Musk shakes hand. Yeah. Wait a second. Wait a second. Yeah. That's crazy. I forgot, like, we made a point to say yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he's there. <laughs> he's there, and then he's gone. Then but he's gone. It, it makes sense. I, I think it's kind of cool, just because, you know. Science? Yeah. Science bros? Science bros. So Vanko shows up, and his vendetta's against Tony, right? So why is he murdering all these poor race car drivers? And then talks to Tony about how he murdered so many people. Yeah, like, you, <laughs> have, you have blood on your hands, too. Dude, did you not see what you just did? Yeah. On top of whoever he had to get to get to, to there. To get there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a whole... He killed so many guards. Yeah. <laughs> no, and he did not deserve that amazing walk away from the fire backdrop. Oh, no, no, no. no. The cars blew up. I was yeah. so angry. That whole, that whole scene bit was, you know, it was what it was whatever but you know and then all of a sudden Tony gets the suit finally and then just takes him down like it was just so boring well Vanko was doing double dutch he was busy it was so mm-hmm. boring skipping <laughs> a rope okay skipping his little electric rope well mm-hmm. and also his tech wasn't as this good is true because he you know piecemealed it together where he could over how did he get that through TSA he killed anyway. them remember <laughs> TSA yes <laughs> He's an evil villain. With just, I just problems. realized that. I'm like, huh. The well, same way they can carry uh, swords on the planes and, and kill, kill Bill. Bill. Okay, <laughs> yes. sure. Don't I'll, worry about it. I'll allow it. So that fight was just so disappointing. It just was there to be there to get the two protagonists and antagonists in the yeah. same room. Yeah. You know, their, their first face off kind of thing. Yeah, right. right. Well, and once again, the pro- the antagonist is just another version of the protagonist, which I don't care for because they did the same thing with Obadiah Stane, mm-hmm. where it's just another bigger Iron Man suit. And this mm-hmm. is the same sort of thing. I'm like, come yeah. on. Well, I think that's why they tried to, by giving him not a suit. They gave him, like, a pack with whips, because they're like, oh, look, we didn't give him an Iron Man suit. I think he, that was a yeah. choice. They did at the end, though. They did at the end. With whips. <laughs> In the final fight, you know. Right. Oh, I would just also like to point out, we were super distracted by Justin Hammer's self-tanning oh hands. My God. <laughs> Everybody is welcome for that. Ashley pointed that out to mm-hmm. the room. Mm-hmm. And you need to watch it and look at it. Look at so the creases in his, his hands, hands are, are so literally orange. white. And then there's so much orange around it. Oh, because horrible. Justin Hammer is the type of guy who would get tan in a bottle and use it to look cool in front of his peers. Method acting. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> or just, you know, makeup department. Who knows? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so after apparently taking down Vanko, Tony decides to throw a party in his Iron Man suit. It's his birthday. <sighs> it's his birthday. Mm-hmm. And Pepper and Rhodey are not happy about this Mm-mm. because Rhodey just went to bat for him and yeah. Pepper just co- took over the company and it looks really bad on her. Yes. Yeah. Also, DJ AM was there? Yes. <laughs> that was strange. That yeah, was strange. Well, did that pull you out of it? It, it did a little bit. I was like, why are there all these people that we know in this movie? What's happening? Yeah, so once again, that was a hot mess. Alcohol. 
Mm-hmm. Tony does was that a to hot people. Mess. Yeah, mm-hmm. alcohol yeah. does that. But Rhodey gets the Iron Man suit. At mm-hmm. the end. He does. He mm-hmm. gets worse. So he steals well, one. He steals one. He's he like, like just he like hops in it. And Tony lets him take it. Let's Tony be real. Tony lets him take it because, like they said, they say later later on, they're like, you have so many protocols to stop people from mm-hmm. getting your stuff. He definitely had clearance to get into that suit and mm-hmm. to get well, it. Well, it's like Alicia said. He gave away the company to Pepper. He was giving away basically the yes. Iron Man job. Yeah. To shoot to Rosie. Yeah. That's what he was he doing, because he was dying. So he was just bequeathing all this <laughs> stuff, two sides of his persona, basically, to people. Well, that was like the roadside strawberry vendor guy, because he gave him his Rolex for a box of strawberries. Why yeah. are you guys hung up on these strawberry thing? Like, it's just strawberries. It's a waste no, of strawberries. No, I'm saying he's giving away his stuff. Oh, his it's just, it's just yeah. another thing he's giving yeah. away, even though he doesn't about. have to. Yeah. The strawberries were like $5. He's like, oh, I don't have that. Here, take Here, my take watch. take my super fancy And the guy watch. is like, no, no, it's too much. And he's like, just take my freaking Rolex. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. he's totally pushing everything out. Mm-hmm. Pushing everyone away. Mm-hmm. Which is sad. It really is. Because, I mean, that's what people do, though. Yeah. But... That fight scene between Tony and Rhodey starts out with Another One Bites the Dust by Queen. It oh. was Queen! Yes. Oh, it was so good. The music <sighs> was dope in this. Yeah, that, that fight scene was great. Well, it was great, too, just how quickly, like, Rhodey adapted to the suit. He just knew mm-hmm. how to use it. Like, mm-hmm. just instinct. I think but again, I feel like he probably already practiced. practiced. I think it's just military training, too. I think it's military training. Yeah, it's per- per- and like, obviously Jarvis is probably very active. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of training, when Pepper and Black Widow are kind of in the room and they bust through the wall, Black Widow, like, goes back into a fighting stance. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, a half-second frame. But yes. she does it. And I was like, ah! And ah, it's great. Yeah. Ah, and she's what, ready. And what do we do? We rewinded it to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> because because we, it was, Alicia yeah. was the one that saw it. And then we're like, mm-hmm. wait, what? Yeah. None of us were, all of us were looking at Pepper, obviously, but... Yeah. It was, yeah, it was funny. In her hot it's ass leopard cool. uh, party dress. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I called it her lingerie dress. Her lingerie dress, that's fair. And for the first time, Tony calls Rhodey War Machine, mm-hmm. which gives him the name, which is super exciting. Mm-hmm. So great. Yeah. Because later, the stupid m- government wants it to be called Iron Patriot, and Rhodey's still hanging on to War Machine. <laughs> <laughs> and War Iron Machine Man rocks. Yeah, Rhodey rocks with an X. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so um, Ivan Venko, who was arrested, uh, Justin Hammer, and then breaks him out of jail, or has mm. people break him out of jail, because he wants Ivan to make an iron suit for him, because he was un- Justin Hammer was unsuccessful. And he has to prove himself at the expo, which right. is kind of the sole reason... Right. Well, he has to prove himself just to the military in general. He wants right. that military funding. But he wants to outdo Tony as well. Mm-hmm. Justin is mm-hmm. all about Personal. one-upping Tony. Yes. So. Well, and they also say when they when him and Tony kind of meet at that at the race, mm-hmm. he was like he lost the contract, yep. like mm-hmm. the military contract, due to his like little because what Tony stunt showed showed at yeah. the which at the was council. they were testing Iron Man type suits on some people and they died horribly. Yes, yeah. and he showed it. <laughs> And one of Hammer's suits that he was trying right. to replicate, like, broke the, guy, the guy's back, basically. Right. So, so um, Hammer needs something to get him back in good favor with, like, everybody. Get his mm-hmm. company back in good favor right. with everybody. So yeah. he's going to use somebody else's technology and know-how, basically. So he gets a criminal who, you know, clearly is not very stable. Mm-hmm. And but has shown that he can do... He but he can stuff. make stuff, so... Yeah, yeah trust the really creepy mm-hmm. criminal. Which goes against him, considering how Ivan just strings him along yeah. for the rest of the movie. Yep. So the next morning, Tony wakes up with a hangover, Nick Fury and Natasha come to kick his ass because he made a fool of himself. Natasha reveals that she's an, a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, Yes. and he's shocked at first, and yep. it's really funny, actually. <laughs> 
But basically, Nick says, your dad said you were the only one who could figure this out, this arc reactor technology out. Mm -hmm. And they give him a temporary shot to help the symptoms of the palladium poisoning. Mm -hmm. And you need to figure it out right now because you need need to live. Number one, you're dying. Number two, we kind of need you. We need Mm -hmm. you to help. So, two birds. So that prompts him to kind of go through all of his dad's old things that he kind of left him. Yeah. Once, when he was, like, cleaning out his office. Files, kind of. videos, um, the big... The most important thing. Prototype. Like, yeah. What are those? Models? Models. Models, A yes. big model, table model. Of the expo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The of Epcot. Of Epcot. Yeah. <laughs> totally Epcot. And we see a video of his dad, which is totally, you know, like, the Walt Disney-like... Esque. Mm-hmm. Here's Tomorrowland. <laughs> <laughs> the world of tomorrow. And he, he, that's when he tells Tony, he's like, I do not have the technology in my time to make this, mm-hmm. but I know you do. Figure it out. I know you can do it, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, his dad of, was very smart, just as smart if i mean i know tony's smarter but like it was just so cool to be like mm. he could have done it like he could have done it Howard, he Howard done so it. restricted he did enough already but like i liked how they put yeah. that in there yeah. so helping his son out yep yeah. so to- tony takes the pieces of the diorama home I'm and pieces <laughs> it together <laughs> and basically makes like a 3d digital model of it and strips it away until he sees that it's some type new type of element uh-huh. that mm-hmm. howard was trying to create but couldn't because he didn't have the technology to do it uh-huh so he a does it instead. Element, <laughs> which is amazing. <laughs> so Tony does have the technology and the means and the know-how. Yeah. So he just goes ahead and yeah makes yeah. an element. And as he's making the element, that's when we first see the uh, Captain America the shield, shield, the prototype, the, prototype yeah, the, the little shield. Easter egg, which mm-hmm. which Phil. Colson finds, finds first, yes. which is kind of nice, considering we find out in Avengers what a big fan of um, Captain America, Captain America, America he is. He so I like that he's the one who got to like pull it out and be yeah. like, why do you have this? So mm-hmm. I liked that. <laughs> so yeah. up until now, Colson's been kind of tasked to babysit Tony, but then he gets a call, he's got to head to New Mexico, which leads into Thor, yep. mm-hmm. and we'll come back to that in a few minutes. But now Tony's basically on his own, he's got his new chess piece, mm-hmm. it tastes like coconut. <laughs> <laughs> So he goes to the Stark Expo to try to find Ivan, gives him a call. He's, like, ta- taunting him. Uh, uh, yeah, Ivan calls him, so Tony traces it, like, while... That's while the tests are still being run on, like, the new arc reactor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. he clearly never lets tests be done before he puts the new ones in. No. So as close as he can get to um, finding him is just a broad location, but then he realizes what's going on in that area mm-hmm. is the Expo, so he knows that's where Ivan is, or that's where he's going to be concentrating his attack, mm-hmm. which anyway. there are lots of people at, and of course. Uh, it'll be a big show. <laughs> you mean more innocent bystanders for Ivan to kill, even though he's a big no-no on killing innocent people? No, 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 no. He's full of shit. Yep. So he shows up, he actually demands to know where Ivan is out of Justin, and Justin plays dumb. Justin mm-hmm. just is dumb. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. And then all of a sudden, the shit goes down. Ivan takes control of the drones. All the drones. And... Including... Including Rhodey. Rhodey, Rhodey is there in in the... War machine. War machine, War machine decked out mm-hmm. suit. Yeah, they, they have now outfitted... He, since, since he took the suit, they've outfitted it in hammer tech. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that way he's able to tap into it mm-hmm. and steal it. So what happens when the expo is going on and Tony shows up and all these drones come up? What does it remind you of? Mm-hmm. It's just like what they do. R.I.P. Terminator ride when they come and up, Universal, come up at Universal yeah. Studios. Oh, in the show. In the show. In the show. Yeah, Which they the show? look they look just like it too. Kind of sort of in the past, mm-hmm. but right. Yeah, Which, it's, the show still exists in Japan. So oh, nice when they when they rise out of the floor. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. The T one thousand. T one thousand. So yeah, that was fun. Anyway, um, yes, he get they get control. 
so yeah, they're trying to figure out a way to get Rhodey back under control mm-hmm. because he's firing at Tony as well as all these drones, <sighs> yeah. which is a huge problem. Right. Right, so, so it's basically a big um, Iron Man versus War Machine kind of thing going on while Tony's trying to not hurt him, but kill all, not hurt Rhodey, but kill all the drones, and evacuate the people, and Pepper's trying to evacuate the people, and call the police. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people are doing multiple things at one time. Yeah. Well, Pepper gets Justin aside at his own, like, booth, and is like, no, no, your people are my people now, mm-hmm. I'm gonna solve this, I'm calling the NYPD. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So she gets that over, and I think Jarvis helps get... Rhodey back online too? No, Black Widow does. Just Black Widow? Okay. No, Black Widow, totally badass. She breaks into Hammer Tech Mm -hmm. with Happy's kind of help. Kind of Happy. (laughs) She's on one guard. One guard. One guard. Yeah, she she takes down all these guards and she's able to reboot Rhodey's uh, suit from within Hammer Tech. So they're now back on the same side and they can fight off all the drones together. And now they're partners! Yay! They're bros again! Now they can be iron partners! No, no, no. Tony needs a sidekick, remember? He doesn't need a sidekick. <laughs> he doesn't need a sidekick. It's fine. And he finally gets taken back over control. They end up in a little Japanese garden. It's so cool, though. I love it. That has its own little, <laughs> what is it? Glass dome. dome. <laughs> that is then shattered again, which we yes. mentioned previously. Mm-hmm. Yep. Gets shattered when they, when, well, he, when What's-His-Face shows up and just is like, okay, Well, first all the, two. all the drones show up and they yeah. kind of fight all the drones in mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And Which all the glass is intact. <laughs> They're shooting through it. It's not all intact. Let's be real. Yeah. (laughs) And then uh, once they, you know, they defeat it, and obviously they think it's all over, but of course not. And then here comes Ivan in his brand new stupid suit. Stupid. Which again, like Alicia said, also looks like the Mach One. It's all big and bulky, Mm -hmm. basically. Except for you know, now he's decked it out a little bit. Because nobody is Mm -hmm. Tony Stark, but Tony Stark. But he still has stupid little whips. Whips. Oh God. Um. And honestly, that fight scene isn't very long. It's, it's very like not. do do, but and then they do the. I can't stand this movie for that they reason. Both sh- they both shoot their blasters from their hands at the same time, right. and, and they it, connect in the middle, yeah. and it blows up Ivan, and he's and down. That's yeah. when all the glass all shatters. The glass shatters. <laughs> Except for that one, one pane of glass that Tony has to <laughs> fly through. <laughs> Right, because then at that point, with Ivan being dead, it's revealed that all of the drones are actually set to self-destruct yes. all bombs. So, mm-hmm. of course, there are still people in the expo, kind nope. of. So, And, of course, Pepper is by one. Of course. And she doesn't back away. The thing is beeping. She's, She's like, like, what? <laughs> and at some point in there, Tony admits to Rhodey over their comms that he was dying, and now he's not anymore. And Pepper's like, what? You were dying? <laughs> Why didn't you tell me? What? So, I like that. Yeah, It's yeah. like... Yeah, I, I like that it was revealed in a fun way yeah, and yeah. not it's like, like it's a stupid way. He got better. Yep. So he breaks through the one sole surviving glass pane. Yep. Saves Pepper, gets out of there, and then the whole expo, what's left of it, just starts to all blow up. Which we assume nobody was left. Nobody died. I didn't hear there was no casualties they evacu- mentioned. They, I think so. they had evacuated it by that. I like time. to hope that everyone's just super yes. Yes. And once Tony takes brutal. Pepper to a, a faraway roof that's safe, <laughs> they make out and Rhodey's there to see it. <laughs> first kiss, first kiss. It's super awkward and it's great. It's like, find your own roof. I've been here this whole time. <laughs> I was there first. <laughs> but he's keeping the suit because his car got destroyed. Yes. <laughs> that was fun. Oh, I, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I had missed that the first time, so. And the movie ends with Tony and Rhodey getting awards from Senator Stern, that old prick. Hydra. And in, yeah, no, evil. And he throws up the peace sign from the yep. first movie it's reference. Yeah, yep. signs. And it ends. The after credit scene um, for this one is Coulson showing up um, in New Mexico where the crater is, which we actually get um, an extension on that scene in Thor. Yeah, it's like where the where the the crater with the hammer right. and all the rednecks are trying to pull it take, out. Pull it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
And speaking of Thor, which came out in 2011, this is Leisha. I just want to say on behalf of my eyeballs. Oh my god. I fucking hate the way they shoot the scenes on Earth because it's all Dutch angles and everyone looks like they're about to fall through gravity onto the ground at any given moment and it drives me insane. Because the space scenes are perfectly framed and they look great. And then you go to Earth and you gotta tilt your camera 90 degrees. What the <laughs> fuck is happening? She may, she mentions that and then when I watch it I'm just like, damn, she's right. It's just <laughs> no, fucking annoying. Not only does she mention it, but every time there is one on screen, she calls it out. Well, a really bad one. I didn't say it every time or else, yeah, it, we were, would not have watched the movie. <laughs> there were some that were hidden close to 40, over 45 degrees. I'm just saying like... Nine, they were insane. No, they were 45, 30 and 40, 30 and 90. <laughs> we're, we're making hand motions <laughs> of angles. I'm, I'm actually just trying to think of what my patient's beds angles. look like when they're at 30 and 45 degree angles because mm-hmm. I can do that. So. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, so... But Asgard um, looks amazing. Yes. Yes. But before we're on Asgard, though, this is another one of those movies that we were saying earlier where it shows us a scene within the movie first, and then it goes back and shows us all the scenes that catch up to it. Because um, we see Jane Foster hit Thor with her car, and then we go back to Asgard. And we get to see baby Thor and Loki. Yes. They are so... They are so young, and they are just... They just look so weird. <laughs> I'm sorry. They just look so weird. In their little costumes. Yes. Wait, his... wait. The child actors or the young um, Tom Hiddleston and Chris Hemsworth? That one. Yeah. No, so she's talking oh. about them, not the babies. Yeah, oh. I thought you were just talking in general about the movie, like they're younger. No, remember they were children? Yeah. <laughs> you mean children actors, which yes. I'm not actually talking yes. about? Yeah. I don't care. Well, I didn't know what you were talking about. I don't about care about we, children actors. We care about the blonde bleachedness oh, of the Chris Hemsworth facial hair. Yes. And the most likely dyed <laughs> Tom, Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston not wig thing. It looked, I actually thought he was had black hair. I didn't know he was blonde like naturally. I didn't either. <laughs> not when I watched this movie. Right. Yeah. So yes, the, the flashback with the babies. I don't know what we're talking about. Are we talking about children this time? Mm. (laughs) I went back again. Okay. So basically, once they get back to current time, they're at a coronation for Thor, and it's just, look at everyone who's dead on stage, because there's no more Thor characters alive. Directly rude. In the giant organ that they live in. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's the first thing I have written Giant gold organ. They live in an organ. But yes, all that, all, they killed off every single... Character. Character that poor Thor would have used and been friends with and this, that, and the other. His family, his friends, we have no idea where Sif is. She could be alive, but we don't know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. the whole stage was just like, hey, look. <laughs> but they're cool in this movie, so. Well, his coronation, though, gets interrupted by Ross Giants breaking into the Asgardian vault to steal the Tesseract, right? That's what no, they're going after? No, no, nope. they're trying to steal that big uh, frost box, whatever the hell yeah, that thing's called. Yeah, it's their power supply or which whatever. Was from, oh. Which was from the planet originally. So they were taking it back, actually, because I believe it, yeah. Odin stole it. <laughs> we took um, it from them. When they won the war, he took that with yes. him so that they wouldn't be able to keep continuing attacking them. Yeah. Right. And it, which is in the relic room, which they've shown a few times in the different Thor, Thor movies. movies, and it's always really cool to oh, see cool what's shit. in there. I know, yeah, it's just really cool, <laughs> especially when they start going with the Infinity Gauntlet stuff. It's like, oh, we know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> also, the Rainbow Bridge is amazing, and I love it. And they don't believe in handrails. They don't on the Rainbow no. Bridge. There's a, well, there's a lack no, of handrails in the ser- series. No, any no Rainbow Bridge ever has handrails. So because only masters Mario can Kart, drive on yes. them. <laughs> <laughs> only masters. Yes. <sighs> Heimdall is played by Idris Elba, my very uh-huh. favorite actor, and he's, he's the best in this. Amazing, and he, I love him. He gets better in the other ones. They don't do enough. We don't see a lot of him in this in one. This we one. see like do him do what the three things I think he does mm-hmm. three times. Mm-hmm. But, so pretty um, badass though. So. Oh yeah. Um, no. I'm just glad he gets more cred later. Yeah. Totally. Oh my been... god. In Ragnarok with the dreads. Oh oh yeah. <laughs> I love. Yeah. So he's Idris much Elba. better later. <laughs> <laughs> he's fine. He's fine. He played his lines cool. Mm-hmm. 
But Thor is super mature. Oh, super mm-hmm. mature. God. It's ridiculous. So it makes you, like, really cringe and be angry because yeah. he is a god mm-hmm. at this point. And, I mean, granted, he's with other gods and it's fine, but, like, don't be that guy. <laughs> he's just a baby. He's such he, a... Yeah. He's oh, just yeah. a spoiled... He's a spoiled prince who has powers who... Uh, that's what happens. They use them for the wrong things. Big muscles. They... I punch things. That's how I win. Mm-hmm. Are you are you Hulk now? Yeah, well, Hulk. you know, they do, they do bro out later, so <laughs> yeah. it works. But, yeah, he's, he's just not in his best princely way. Yeah, so after Odin basically says, no, Thor, you can't go beat up anyone in Jotunheim. You You need to stay here. We have peace. We're going to keep peace. He goes anyway, and him and the Warriors 3 and Sif and Loki Mm -hmm. go start some shit. Which part of the reason he goes, though, is because Loki kind of manipulates him into thinking... Like, that it's his idea to go. Because like, he says something about, yes. like, you know, no, no, we should just stay here, blah, blah, blah. Could yeah. you imagine going in there? Like, you know. Yeah, He yeah. says something, because like, he knows. You could, it's basically like, you couldn't take out all of those people. Right. Like, he taunts like... him into a way to be like, and then he's like, no, brother, don't go. And then they go. Yes. So he totally did no, it on purpose. it was, yeah, for sure. And then during the fight, Loki gets grabbed by one of the Frost Giants, and his arm turns blue, and he realizes, oh, shit, I might be a Frost Giant, too. Yep. The White Walker prototypes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What what came first? This is a chicken or the egg kind of situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. Oh, and there's a scene where this giant creature breaks free from ice that was holding it in, and that looks exactly like one of the mini bosses you have to fight in the new God of War game. <laughs> so I was really distracted. I was like, oh, I want to go play God of War again. <laughs> I want to meet uh, back up with my son Atreus. Oh, boy. So good. Yeah, so of course, though, Loki, Thor, the warriors, you know, they bite off a little more than they can chew, and they are severely outnumbered by um, the ice, the frost giants. Mm-hmm. So, you know, daddy has to come and save them. Which basically. he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Odin shows up and is not pleased. Nope, he boots, uh, he boots Thor out of Asgard and he takes strips, his hammer away. Strips him of his title and his powers. Mm-hmm. Yep. And kicks him to Earth. Yep. <laughs> That's where all the rejects go. Sucks for him. Sucks to suck, Thor. <laughs> so then when he's spiraling out of his gate, I the guess. Rainbow the rainbow vortex. The vortex of... The Bifrost. The Bifrost. <laughs> like, it's There's some, a name. It's, it's called the Bifrost. <laughs> yeah. You think you and I would know that. I, it came to me. I, I was like, wait, what's the fucking word? So the Bifrost drops him into basically what's happening on Earth as a storm of some kind that yeah. they're chasing. Um, and... Bam! Right into the van. <laughs> Jane and her Jane Foster played by Natalie Portman and her science team hit him with their car. Yep. Which they assumed is just which, a regular person, and right. it's not. <laughs> which now yeah. we've caught up to the scene that we saw at the beginning of the movie, and now we can just play forward what how the story progresses going on. So once Thor gets up, they just think he's drunk because he's stumbling around talking nonsense. Yeah. And talking, he's like, talking to he's the like, sky. where's my hammer? And they're like, yeah, we know you're hammered. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, they want to, Jane's like, well, you can kind of take him to the ER. I don't really want to, but if you guys say we should, and then he's just a hot mess. So I think they end up doing, they knock him out? No, no she Darcy him. tasers Dar- him. Tasers him, that's right. Which Heather says you have to have a... <clears throat> so I did look it up. Okay. Oh. It is, it's illegal in some states to not be able to purchase a taser. But anyone but can use you them? can, in, in some, in other states, you can legally have okay. them. So. We'll assume in New Mexico you're allowed to have them. Yeah, I think it's, like, New York, Hawaii, Rhode Island. There's a few, like, northern states that you were not allowed to have tasers. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Knocks him out. Takes him to the ER. Takes him to the hospital. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
That's a fun event. Where the uh, where I'm sure Sarah's had patients that try to fight. I do. <laughs> they nice. are just like that. Now, granted, Thor's already strong, but people who don't want to be touched and moved are actually quite strong anyway. So they put him in restraints. <laughs> he's strong, but he's susceptible to tasers and tranquilizers. Yes, we have <laughs> learned. Yes, yes. Well, <laughs> we if, he, learned. if he's stripped of his powers, is he? Is it a Hercules situation? Is he mortal? I think so. So, yeah, I think he, so. I don't think he's definitely as strong, or he can't he's tap into it. He says he's mortal strong. now, later, when they're fighting the Destroyer. Yeah. And he basically is gonna die yeah. if he but goes it, up against it. I mean, it. how does he just feel it in his bones that he's mortal I'm now? Sure he or feels, is it well, just like, I think sure, he figured out. I think he just feels probably more weak than he is, you know, well, as a god. Considering his very first interaction on Earth is getting hit by a car, yeah. the pain sensors that he was feeling probably clued him in to, okay, yeah. I feel pain now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they drop him off and peace out. And they leave, yeah, because all they care about is their research. Yep. All Jane cares about is her research. They go back mm-hmm. to their research. So. But Thor breaks out of, of his leather restraints, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which apparently would never happen. No, the way he did that was totally not real. <laughs> movie magic. <laughs> totally movie magic. And then she hits him again with his car in the parking lot. <laughs> right. <laughs> of the hospital. Because they realized at that point that he came out of the storm they were chasing, so yeah. he's the only one, quote unquote, that has answers that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. And she hits him with his car again. Her car again. <laughs> so great. <laughs> so he tells them that he wants to get his hammer back, and where it is Mm -hmm. and they're like okay we'll take you there (laughs) (laughs) because they want answers about what happened in the storm and i have always thought it was fun that in they do say it later on but in this like when they're giving him the clothes for him to wear after he comes back from the hospital Mm -hmm. she gives him the shirt and it has the hi i'm uh dr blake Mm -hmm. donald blake and donald blake yeah um yeah which is his alter ego in the comics Mm yeah so that's that's a fun one yeah um and at the S.H.I.E.L.D. installation, when he tries to get his hammer, Sitwell is there, who's a secret hydra agent, yes. and Hawkeye makes his presence known. Yes. Ah, I love Hawkeye. Just kind of there. And that's it. In a nest. In a nest. I love Hawkeye. And Loki shows exactly how good he is at manipulating Thor, and he convinces Thor that the dad's dead mm-hmm. after Thor unsuccessfully tries to uh, pull the... His hammer out. His hammer out of yeah. the rock. Very King Arthur. I like that. Yeah. 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 Thor can do it. So he, there's a brief moment where he just kind of like is mm-hmm. sad and gives up for a bit because he, he is not worthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he finds out his dad is dead. So he's even more sad. Yeah. And with that, on as on the Asgard side, his father has plummeted, I guess, health-wise. Odin sleep. Odin, no. Odin, Odin, sleep. Odin sleep. Yeah. He's not sick. It's just he has to replenish his power. Yes. Um, <laughs> Loki basically takes over the throne. Well, first of all, Odin admits that Loki is the son of Lafi, yes. which Loki was starting shit before he even knew that. Right. And now he's like, okay, okay it's on. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Selvig comes in and, and saves Thor from S.H.I.E.L.D., just convinces them he's a drunk, and they take him to a bar. Go get drunk. <laughs> they yeah. go get drunk. Well, but yeah, see, Thor doesn't get drunk like that. So I'm just—he's still some sort of like. Do you think alcohol tolerance has the same superhuman? <laughs> well, I'm just saying, but he is still you know strong right. and stuff like that. So okay. I just think that he's more mortal now than he, like he can die. Yeah. Which I guess I mean, as a god, he still can die because he's what a, he's like a demigod. That's what they call right? him. Yeah. Yeah, I think he can be killed. It's just yeah. hard to do. Yeah. Very hard. Mm-hmm. So Heimdall, after the Warriors three go to. Loki. Uh, to Loki to try to get him to bring Thor back, and mm-hmm. he refuses. They go to Heimdall, and they're basically like, "We we want to we want to go bring Thor back." Cough, cough. And he wa- he walks away, super cool. I'm not gonna help you. I I'm not allowed to betray the king. And yeah. then the freaking Bifrost opens, and yeah. they go. He just leaves the sword in the Bifrost, yeah. and then they go. Which Loki sees the Bifrost open, so he and he knows like, okay, mm-hmm. they went to go. 
get him and potentially mm-hmm. and tell him that mm-hmm. you know Odin is in fact still alive, just incapacitated. <laughs> Yeah, he's asleep. So Sif and the boys stroll up into this New Mexico town and find Thor with Jane and crew. Mm-hmm. And it's just the funniest thing. Because they're, like, tapping on the window. And he's like, <laughs> my like, friends! <laughs> and everyone's like, oh no, there's more of them. <laughs> yeah. Who are you even? Mm-hmm. And Loki finds out, gets super pissed. He freezes Heimdall with his newfound ice powers. Which never shows up again. Ever again. Yeah, I don't... He never... I don't think he does, really. The, Loki's the ice power. The ice. But he, he oh, uses yeah. the... The contraption. The, yeah. the box that they... The power source? The power source. That could have been what it was, but so yeah, it was just like this weird thing that like never comes back. So anyway, yeah. I don't even I don't even know what happens to it. They must just lock it up again. Yeah, probably. <laughs> in, <laughs> in the storeroom that we can yeah. always go back to. Yeah. So because of all this, Loki sends the destroyer just to kill Thor. He's tired mm-hmm. of him. Yeah. And innocent bystanders. And everyone else, including a 7-Eleven, R.I.P. Oh my placement. god, you in that fucking 7-Eleven. I was so happy when it got blown up. It was in, like, eight shots. Yeah, they kept they kept showing it. It's ridiculous. We get it. You're, you're sponsored by 7-Eleven. So by kind of protecting his friends and the town and Jane and them, Thor sacrifices himself as a mortal, and it, he regains his god powers. Magical mm-hmm. girl Thor. He is such a magical girl. <laughs> All he needed was a little twirl. It wasn't fine. I know. He got his costume back and everything. Yep. yep. And his hammer. I wrote hammer time. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Not to be confused with Justin Hammer. Yes. Exactly. And this whole time, Loki has this plan. He's going to let Laffy in to kill Odin. But really, he's just going to double-cross Laffy, who is his actual father, mm-hmm. and, mur- and kill him and claim he was protecting Odin. But, like, like eight people know your plan, right? <laughs> like, so... <laughs> how, how are you, you going to, like, get away with this in the next ten minutes or not? <laughs> so that was, that was not thought out well. As much as Loki is portrayed as, like, the thinker and the trickster and stuff, I feel like a lot of his plans are just off the cuff. He mm-hmm. just kind of decides mm-hmm. as he goes. Mm-hmm. So, like, what's better for me at this point? Right, so yeah. I feel like in, in, in um, brotherly similarity, him and Thor are the same in that way, just Loki mm-hmm. does a better way of hiding it. Yeah. Yep, so once Thor defeats the Destroyer, he heads back into Asgard, and he ends up having to destroy the Bifrost and part of the Rainbow Bridge to stop Loki from destroying Jotunheim. And he finally realizes that's not the answer. So Hamdan's a lot of a job for a minute. That's sad. He's out of a job and a home, we yeah. assume. He doesn't well, live there. I doubt that he lives <laughs> in the Is he the allowed bi- to leave? I don't think he's allowed to leave. Well, yeah, he's the watcher. I, I feel like he doesn't sleep at all. I mean, he what, has, like, a basement apartment at the Bifrost? I don't know. Yeah. Okay, okay. Maybe it's one of those things where, like, It just, you know, like, pops out of the wall? Mm-hmm. Well, no, it's like, it's like in D&D. Like, he's in trance. Like, he stands there, but, like, he's sleeping on some other plane. He's a seer or whatever, I guess. so... Mm-hmm. I just... I want him to, like, powers. go to the movies, take a nap, <laughs> he's not know. a He's not a normal person. You just want him to invite you back to his house. Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> when he has dreads. Uh, <laughs> 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 maybe under the helmet. We don't yeah. Know. True. It is a really cool scene, though, when he destroys the bridge, but I don't think they quite thought that out, Mm -hmm. because in Avengers, they need a way for him to get back to Earth, and it's kind of a throwaway line in Avengers of, the All-Father conjures some dark magic to get you here. I'm like, okay. So did he replenish his powers, use it to send Thor, and then go back and nap? I guess. He had to have. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of weird when we listened to that. It was just just like, ugh. It was okay. needed Thor there, and that's it. Like Alicia said, throwaway line. Mm -hmm. He's here. Mm -hmm. Deal with it. (laughs) 
Uh, and the after credit scene for this one for Thor is um, Selvig, Eric Selvig, uh, which I don't think we said earlier, played by Stellan Skarsgård, meets Nick Fury, or Nick Fury recruits him to do work, which we now see is the Tesseract, which is our first time seeing the Tesseract, which of course we know is a big thing um, in Captain America, and then of course in Avengers. And the Tesseract is in the suitcase that the DVD set looks like, or the <laughs> mm-hmm. Blu-ray set, and I have that, and that's what we've been watching, and it's beautiful, and it sits on my shelf. Yeah. This is also the first time in the movies, I believe, that at least that I noticed, that um, after all the credits, it says, um, will appear in. Yeah, it mm-hmm. says Thor the, will the, appear Thor will in pe- the Avengers. Well, Thor will... There will be, be back, back in the yeah. Avengers. So yes. and I think this is the first one that it does it. I didn't I believe so. I didn't notice it in Iron Man 2. Um, I, I, do not. I don't think, I don't think so. it was. No. Nope. Of course, I think for Hulk in the first Iron Man, this wasn't a thing that. yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Thor is the first time that we see will yes. appear or will be back. And I like watching these consecutively because I haven't done this, only Ashley and Alicia, and I think I came for a little bit last time you guys did it. You rank the movies differently, mm-hmm. and I made a big point to say. I actually like Iron Man 2 more than Thor, and it yeah. was kind of sad, because I I've actually... I've been swayed. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't really write that much down for Thor. I didn't mind watching it, but I think the whole thing, it was just not, you know... It's what fine. it could have been, yeah. maybe? Yeah. You know, it's entertaining, they, but it's just... But I thought that, that ranking for me movies. was going to be a change, and I didn't think yeah. it was there. They, so. they needed to introduce the character yep. for Avengers, so they did. And that's he's much better in movies going so forward. Much yes. better. So they yeah. got his hair down right. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. And that's the end of Thor. Thor. Next, of course, is the first Avenger. Captain America. Ooh-ooh. Also in 2011. Yes, also in yes. 2011. So both Thor and Captain America. God, that must year. have been a crazy year to film... Both of those. Both of these at the same time. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not like the same teams were on. Yeah, but still, Marvel had a lot going. Yeah. So, um, Captain America again is another one of those ones that opens. I think this one actually opens with the Tesseract first, or is it open with them finding him under ice first? Ice. Under ice first. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. So again, they they find him, and then we go back to capsicle. How, he's a capsicle, <laughs> and then we go back to how did he get you know under ice? But there's also the bit with um with, with Red, Red Skull, Red Skull. Mm-hmm. trying to find the Tesseract, which mm-hmm. we get to see that. And he kills um, the guy, and then the blood gets on the... The pin. The, the pin, pin. And then it turns red, so... Red Foreshadowing! Symbolism! That's <laughs> likes to say. I love symbolism. <laughs> so we first are introduced to Steve Rogers, um, played by Chris Evans, uh, Captain America, future Captain America, as this scrawny, little, shorter-than-Alicia man-child. <laughs> he is so little, and, I mean, there's a reason why you're not in the army, son, because you just Did wreck. you see his list of ailments Re- on his I know. rejection? Like, oh, no, I didn't have to look at that. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. So he was rejected four times. He keeps trying to enlist, and they keep saying, dude, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we so much as strap a vest to you, and you're just gonna you're die from the weight. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, which, of course, discourages him a lot because he just wants to help people. All of his friends, all of his buddies are going off and saving the world, essentially, and that's what he wants to do. So Cap is super into this. He goes to the theater and to see a movie, and before that, they have an advertisement for the military, and some asshole keeps talking in the middle of the advertisement. So they go outside to brawl. Little tiny Steve Rogers, and he pulls out a trash can lid yes. as a shield. Oh, yes, I, I have a shield. I, I wrote trash shield. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so cute. It's a, it's a really cool beginning to, like, he even mentions later on, you know, I might be this, have this awful body that can't do anything, but he will never give up. Mm-hmm. I can do this all day. Mm-hmm. I can do this all day. So even if he uses a trash can shield, he's going to keep trying, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And of course, you know. I love that. Because it's a thing anyway. But luckily his, his bro, Bucky Barnes, comes and <gasps> Bucky! rescues him. So we thank you to Sebastian Stan for portraying Bucky there. Special shout out to Kelly because she loves Bucky as yes. much as me. And she also loves Loki. Mm-hmm. And 
And our friend Rosie, who loves Cap and Bucky. Just just shout outs because we love these characters so much. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there's a it's... lot of lot of love for the Cap. Oh yeah. man. Like definitely hard. Bucky. Huh? Like it's hard. Like yeah, it's no. not hard at all. <laughs> They're so good. I mean Iron Man, but <laughs> So Bucky's trying to get Steve a date. They go to the nineteen forty three Stark Expo. And it looks similar to how it looked in Iron Man 2. Yep, yep. Very Epcot-y, very Walt Disney, except mm-hmm. Dominic Cooper is playing Howard Stark now. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they needed a younger... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know needed, but they wanted yeah. to cast a younger Howard Stark. And he was going to so. be in it quite a bit in this movie, right. so yeah. it would be better right. for them. So. And Dominic Cooper is awesome. Mm-hmm. I love him. He's, He's great so as Howard. He does yeah. so R.I.P. Agent Carter. Aw. It was such a good show. <laughs> also her death, but that show <laughs> was so good. Well, and that's kind of when we see um, how much Tony is like his father yeah. when it comes to the expo. Tony also comes out to Dancing Women, and so does his father. <laughs> yeah. So, and like, father like son. Yeah, super extra on stage, super flirty, and, you know, wants to show off his shit, and mm-hmm. he's got a floating car, and it doesn't float for very long, but he's like, it's fine, everything's fine, but it's not, you know, his time coming, right. so, yeah. He's really advanced for his time, but he's still working through it. Yep. Right. I mean, I think, like we had kind of said back in Iron Man 2, I mean, Howard probably could have gotten just as much stuff done as Tony did if he just had access to the yeah. technology, which they just didn't. Sure. So also at this expo, there is yet another booth or yeah. area or, or... Sign up. Sign up for the military. So fifth time's the charm, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so Steve goes to enlist... And this is where we're introduced to Stanley, Stanley Tucci. <laughs> and he's part of the SSR. It's, what is it? The, the Strategic Scientific Reserve or something like yeah, that? Yeah, SSI? SSR. R. Oh, it's R? Oh. If it's not, I don't care. <laughs> but it's the first time this is mentioned, and this is brought up again in Winter Soldier when Cap and Black Widow are on their little, you know, secret mission to find out what's been going on behind their backs in the SSR and later in S.H.I.E.L.D. Because mm-hmm. S.H.I.E.L.D. becomes... Uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. comes from the SSR. And Stanley Tucci's character finds, you know, sees something in Steve because Steve doesn't want to give up and maybe he's got, he's a diamond in the rough, as it were. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what he says. It's like, you know... um, I don't want the muscles and stuff. Or is that later? Yeah, but... I think it's later, but but essentially that's probably what he is mentally thinking, you know, internally when he sees... Somebody, again, who has tried five times to get into the army. Like, like who, who does who that? Does that? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, he decides, uh, Stanley Tucci's character just decides to take a leap of faith, honestly. Well, yeah, and it's it's almost like it's, he does choose him because he is one of those characters, but there were also other ones as well. Like, it wasn't just, it was the project, it wasn't just Steve Rogers. Well, no, they had a pool of people to pick right. from. Right. But I'm glad that he chose him as one of them. Right. Just in case. Right. So basically he goes, despite his, as Heather pointed out, his long list of medical ailments, mm-hmm. they clear him yeah. to join Stamp. the army. Yeah. And I'm trying to, I Military. can't remember what, he, he asks Steve a question and he He says, do you want to kill Nazis? And Steve says, I don't want to kill anybody. Yes, that's it. I don't like bullies. I don't like, I don't bullies. like bullies. Yes. Okay. Cause I was like, I'm trying to, it was that, that defining moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That well, again, like, that's where, yes, like Sarah said, he's not looking for just a big buff man that can go in there and punch yes. a Nazi in the face, as awesome as that would be. He wants somebody that's going to be a good person. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which Steve is. So the other people that are in on this project are Agent Carter, who's a British female that's uh, working with the U.S. Army, which is really cool that there was a lady there. And especially, you know, during that time. Mm. And Tommy Lee Jones, who is the perfect drill sergeant. (laughs) Yes, he is. He's the face for it. (laughs) Yeah. And basically the whole time, he doesn't think Steve has what it takes until Steve proves it to him. Right. Well, because again, he wants a man 
with muscles. Like yes. he he wants a fighter. He wants somebody that looks, looks that like already yeah. looks like he's a soldier. Mm-hmm. That's what um, mm-hmm. Tommy Lee Jones wants. So what Steve does is there's this flag that they're told no one's ever retrieved this in however many years we've been doing this exercise here. Seventeen years. Okay, seventeen years. <laughs> So he pulls out, uh, like, a stake out of the bottom of the flag's pole, and it falls down, and he gets it, hops in with Agent Carter, and basically it's a free ride back to base Peace. for doing this. Yeah. And then the second thing that happens is uh, Tommy Lee Jones throws a f- fake grenade into the mix to see who will do what, and Steve is the only one who jumps on top of it. To, yes. To, again, if it would blown up, he's like a human shield. Right. Yeah. So it'll mask the blast. From everybody else, which he's like, like she says, the only one that does that. The other military dude that yeah. Tommy Lee Jones is kind of rooting for is goes like, and hides behind a car. Yeah, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Tommy Lee Jones is grudgingly accepting of Steve, but he mm-hmm. does. He says, okay, fine. So they pick him to give this super soldier serum that is, it's never been used again successfully. Cap is the first and only success of that. What does Tucci's character say? He says the serum amplifies what's inside you. Good, yeah, good becomes great, bad becomes worse. Um, That's interesting. Yes. Because they used a version of the serum on Red Skull, on Hugo Weaving, and that's kind of how he became the Red Skull. An incomplete version. Right, because he was already a bad Mm -hmm. person. He was already a bad man, so it made him into just a more sociopathic man, I guess, and also disfigured him and stuff. Which which I feel also kind of solidifies why he was so careful in choosing Steve. Yeah, totally. And specifically why he chose him, even though he was like the scrawny little kid Mm -hmm. that... He's already seen the worst. Mm-hmm. He's yes. already he's already seen the bad go becomes worse. He wants to see the good become great, yes, exactly. which he doesn't actually get to see. And I think it's sweet that this whole time, even though he's a scrawny little mouse, Peggy totally likes him. She's mm-hmm. she's she just thinks he's great. And yes. I don't I don't know if she would have you know been in love with him if he hadn't uh, buffed up, but. <laughs> But she, she's, she's only about it for the looks. I mean, that's part of it, but she cared about him before that happened, yeah. so I and think that, that weighs more into right. it. Of course. Mm-hmm. Everybody else afterwards only likes him because he's Captain America, and yeah. she knew him before. So then Steve has his metamorphosis. <laughs> Is that what you wrote? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> he caterpillar goes, to butterfly. He goes, he goes into his little cocoon as a caterpillar, is injected with a lot of vials of the serum. Mm-hmm. Yes. And comes out, you know... Taller. <laughs> only taller. That's it. That's, uh, a, that's uh, the only, only change. Taller, only, only, only taller. taller. Okay. With great tits. Haley Atwell approves. Yeah, she uh, felt him up a little bit. That was fantastic. <laughs> and what Alicia likes to refer to as the very nice triangle body type. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Dorito. The Dorito oh, body. The Dorito. Thank you. Well, Dorito <laughs> triangle. Yes, yes, yes. We, we approve of so Captain funny. America's makeover. <laughs> But all is not well, because, of course, there's a Nazi spy there, or a Hydra spy, mm-hmm. and Peggy's able to, to shoot one of them, the driver, uh, and then the guy who was actually inside the room where the operation is. Before he leaves, he shoots and kills Erskine, um, mm-hmm. Stanley Tucci's character, unfortunately ending any chance that they're going to be able to replicate this. He steals one vial, but then it gets broken mm-hmm. during a scuffle with Cap later. So... Yeah. It, it's like Hydra didn't win in this case, no. but basically the U.S. government isn't able to replicate it ever again in either. Yeah. Which is probably a good thing. Yeah. yeah. Honestly. <laughs> I would say so. But there is a moment I really like where uh, Peggy's about to shoot the spy who got inside and Steve like pulls her out of the way and she's like, I had him. And he just says, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then keeps going. And then leaves. Because he's like, I know you probably did, but I'm going to save you anyway. Yeah. As he would. Uh, yeah. That's just the sort of thing he would do. So, so now at this point, um, the project is kind of disbanded. Like they did what they set out to do as far as making a super soldier. They yeah. have no more serum. Um, the doctor who's 
you know, this was his life's work or his project or whatever is dead now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. all they can do is take Steve's blood and hope that they can maybe replicate it. But yeah. from there, he kind of doesn't have anywhere to go. No, no one. Um, but yeah, with like er- Erskine being dead now, it's kind of like the project is dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so he doesn't have, I guess, a home, you know, I mean, he could go back to the military, which mm-hmm. he does, does but he doesn't he ends up becoming an actor <laughs> well this, this promoter this promoter guy comes up to him and says okay we could use you to sell bonds and that'll help the war effort and steve's basically like well i have nothing else to do now right mm-hmm. right because he's been given all this power that he doesn't know he has because he has no one to now he has no yoda now mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. mentor him yeah and then he gets kind of stuck in this propaganda machine selling bonds and going to all these towns until he actually uh, shows up and does it in front of real soldiers, and they do not respond well. Well, I was just wondering why he didn't just go into the military. Did it have something to do with that? I don't think they would have let him. The sergeant's name. The guy who didn't like him in the beginning. Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones' character. Mm-hmm. I feel like he might have had something to do with it and being like, oh, no, you're not, like, a real soldier kind of thing. I don't want you, like, here. Even though we never see that. But it's just, he wanted to be in the, in the army so badly. Yeah. Why did he just, like... Well, Tommy Lee Jones know, said... We're gonna put you in a lab, basically, and okay. then the other government guy said the, the, those were his two those, options. He had two options. Okay, he could have been a lab rat, or he could go, gotcha. you know, dance okay, on stage. I, I remember that now. Well, he could go give hope to people. Yeah, which, sure. like Alicia said, he he was giving that to civilians, not to soldiers, until he finally tries to then give, give the same to spiel to soldiers, and, and they, they just like laughed at him. They boom off stage, yeah, right, because he has not been in war. Mm-hmm. He does not know what they. I mean, he can have an idea of what they've been through, but. Yeah. Well, yeah. and then we come back to it after he gets to the, like, a overhang bunker talking to someone. He's like, yeah, all of their, most of their regiment has died. Like, they were here, yeah. they were here sitting, you know, kind of recovering from that. So for, Trauma. for, for Captain mm-hmm. Mary to come out mm-hmm. being this kind of like, you know, everything's cool, fight mm-hmm. for the army. And they're just like, no, we just did that and things suck right now. Why would they have brought him there anyway? Like they're not gonna give bonds. He had a he had a schedule. I know, but it was I just think, part of the I, schedule. Well, they do like they do, USO they shows. Do shows yeah. So I think it was just a show that they thought to lift their spirits. Yeah. But they just happened just, to come on a day when most yeah. of the mm-hmm. company had been captured or killed. Mm-hmm. Not a good day. No. So during that battle, Steve mm-hmm. finds out that the company that was under attack included his best friend Bucky Barnes, mm-hmm. and no one is going to try to help them because they're too far behind enemy lines. So Steve says. Peggy, I gotta do this. Mm-hmm. And she says, I'm gonna help you. Yep. So her and uh, oh. Howard Stark fly him over there to the area. He parachutes in, mm-hmm. and he's able to successfully save his bestie and everybody else. And he kind of gets this crew, the Howling Commandos, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of this, and right. they start kicking ass. And that's also the first time, well, he inter- interacts with Red Skull, and the first time mm. we see his... New Red Skull. His Red Red Skull. Which, during all of that, Red Skull has a whole speech about you hiding behind whatever, whatever, whatever. Meanwhile, he's wearing a fake mask. mask. A literal mask. Yeah. But, sure, yeah. Literally hiding behind... Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that, yeah, I was gonna say that too. That's the first time, um, and Bucky's there. So now, like, Steve and Bucky kind of know what they're up against, right. essentially. They also see this big map on the wall in the area that Bucky was kind of being tortured in. Mm-hmm. And they know where the locations of all the factories are. Mm-hmm. So they just start hitting factories left and right. Right. So now now he's officially a soldier. <laughs> now yes. Tommy Lee Jones trusts him, lets him put a, a team, his own little team, band of merry men together. Yes. And that's what they do is just kind of, there's a montage of them going through and taking out mm-hmm. all of the factories and thwarting all of Red Skull's plans. It mm-hmm. kind of reminded me of Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. With yes. her ragtag yes. band yes. of guys. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Which I like that too. So yeah, different yeah. war, but <laughs> but I enjoy same, that as same well. Same feel. Same feel. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> uh, I do have one serious question. Why is every Hydra vehicle a one seater? <laughs> <laughs> the, cars, the cars. The like rocket ship. The submarine. Big. Because they're not Ohana, Alicia. They, Hydra is oh not God. Ohana. Oh God, they have no family. They, they have, have no family. Yeah, oh. they have extra arms. <laughs> yeah, because if one of them dies, two takes their place. Yes. So yeah. when that person dies, they get a two seater. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. Also talk about how fucking lame the the hydra salute is oh, oh my gosh double fisting no no it's not good it's not a good look it looks so stupid and agreed a lot a lot of that they didn't think through it, they're still new i don't know oh we haven't said it yet but fuck nazis fuck by the nazis. way yeah just so we can get that don't in like there seeing them there yeah I, well, I, I like the, um, I just wanted to comment on the, the Iron Man pew pew noise that also their guns make. Oh, the, the like, the, 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 laser. Lo- the yeah. loading of the, of the... All the Tesseract weapons. Yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as they're going around, uh, taking out all of the compounds and stuff, they're now going to hit a train, a moving train is their next target, big target. You're still just on the train. <laughs> Which one of my favorite things is because they have to like glide. What is that called? Zipline. Zipline. Zip line, yeah. They have to zipline onto the train, and I love it because the one, the British one, says "mind the gap." Uh, I love it. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Oh, but before that, he gets he gets the vibranium shield, right? We oh, anyway. Yeah, oh. no, he gets he gets the yes. shield from Stark because Stark is like showing him all his tech, and he and he, picks he pulls the shield, that one yeah. up. He's the like, one. "What about this one?" He's like, "Oh no, that's just a prototype. That's all the vibranium in the world that we have." Yes. Well, he's showing him like weapons. He's mm-hmm. showing him like just guns like in general and weapons. Stuff, that we and have. he's just like, "I don't want those." Steve wants a shield. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which I love. Oh, and also, Peggy and him ha- have kind of a tender moment at a bar at some point. And then later, like in the next scene or a couple scenes later, he's making out with Marjorie Tyrell. Yes. <laughs> I-, I was going to say, this is off the record. You can delete this part. But literally, the whole part with the shield, I literally just wrote Natalie Dormer in caps. Oh my yes. gosh. That's okay. why I missed okay. all that. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Okay. That's why I missed that. So, Peggy's super pissed because he's kissing, yep. kissing another girl. And he's like, what? she kind of just dr- grabbed him and he's never kissed a girl before I don't yeah, think so no. I don't really blame him it's fine <laughs> then she shoots him and he has the, sh- the shield <laughs> does it work yes yes, yes. I think it works uh, so while they're on the train Bucky tragically falls the fuck off uh, bye Buck bye Buck and we think he's dead he- he's not dead don't worry everyone spoilers hashtag not dead you know we're just a couple years in the future right now it's fine <laughs> It was really funny watching it in the theater because for those of us who knew he was the Winter Soldier, we're like, oh, he's fine. And then once Winter Soldier was announced, we're like, oh, he's fine. And then we saw Winter Soldier in the theater and people gasped when he was unmasked. Yes. And we laughed hysterically. <laughs> it was so good. Oh, we, we missed a lot of the scenes after the reveal because mm-hmm. we were just laughing so hard. We, we were like, all right, this is our moment to be asshole fans. <laughs> and we're like, uh, we know who the Winter Soldier is. Come yeah. on. Uh, so on the train is uh, Zola, a um, Hydra scientist. Is he, he is on the train, right? That's where they get him? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's okay. why they're going to the train. They're trying to get him. To get him. And and this is where they capture him. They capture Zola. Um, Tommy Lee Jones' character has, you know, a... Um, a steak dinner. A steak dinner. <laughs> an interrogation, basically. And also kind of like a, you help us, we won't kill you. Which, well, he kind of blackmails him because he released a letter that said, oh, he's giving us all this information. So basically, help us or you're dead anyway. Right. Which is, as we know 
later is a very big mistake because this is kind of where, spoilers, Hydra starts to infiltrate S.H.I.E.L.D., right? Mm -hmm. Is with that conversation, essentially. Mm -hmm. Well, because they take him into the fold, into the SSR, which is a huge freaking mistake because he's Hydra. He's always Hydra. Right. So we find out about all that in Winter Soldier. So we're jumping Mm -hmm. the gun a little bit, but it it was just kind of, well, it was just kind of interesting because like I... Again, I it knew was. that scene happened, but then watching it, I'm like, ooh, this is a mistake. Yep. You don't want that scientist anywhere near you. Yeah. <laughs> also, Steve loves a good motorcycle. <laughs> he didn't throw this one. As he proves. No, yeah. wait, he did, uh... Did he, he crash did, it? No, he crashed it into yeah. the front gate. Yeah. Yeah. He's, He's like, like, jump! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you take the bike. that's totally how that works. And he allowed them to capture him. They had this whole plan. He gets brought up to fucking Mr. Smith's office. What the mm-hmm. hell's his name? <laughs> he, gets, he, gets, he gets brought up to Red Skull's office. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing the Matrix soon. Yep. And his buddies all zip line in. Yep. They like a good zip line as well. <laughs> it means transportation. It is. It's quick. <laughs> it reminds me of Uncharted because you basically yeah. zip line in everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. I wrote Steve and his bikes, too. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. And they fight, they fight it out. They've got the Hydra guys with their weapons, but they're too overwhelmed by all of the American soldiers. And they get to this hangar scene where Cap is chasing Red Skull, who's escaping on a big ass plane. And it is the worst CG. It's so bad. It's fine. But on like my 18th viewing of this movie, I've just accepted it. Well, and it doesn't bother me as much anymore, but that, I just have to note that it's bad. I was going to say, that's not bad, and you're not there for very long, because then, then immediately Cap is on the plane. He gets on the plane that mm-hmm. Red Skull is, is leaving in, and all of that then is just internal workings of the plane. With, so. the, with the Nazi NOS system? With the, yes, the car with the NOS <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> that was so funny, because I automatically obviously thought Fast and Furious. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. But he gets on the plane, there's another tussle with Red Skull... And Red Skull actually grabs the freaking Tesseract with his hand. Which he hadn't been. Like, no. He was actually pretty smart about the whole thing. Because I, for some reason, I had it in my head that he grabbed it early on mm-hmm. and, like, wasn't affected. But he was using tongs mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff, like, throughout the movie. Right. But all of a sudden now, it's like, no, I am a god. I can handle its power. And he touches it. No, you can't. <laughs> and it transports him away. And we don't see him again yep. until Infinity War, when Gamora and Thanos show up looking for one of the Infinity Stones. Mm-hmm. So... I kind of like it, that. It's still not, it's not Hugo Weaving, but it's no. still kind of fun. Just, he was there and it was like, oh, oh hey, yeah. Yeah. It, was, it was cool to see. I mean, that was definitely an impressive, like, jump though, like, for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Just to send him to this Other kind of, c- kind planet? of middle world, yeah, mm-hmm. planet with the, with a basically judgment role at that point. Yeah. Know? It was right. super interesting. It was cool. Yeah. Well, because we know well, from Avengers that it's the space stone and can transport people because that's how Thor and Loki mm-hmm. leave and go back to Asgard at the end of the movie. They mm-hmm. use the stone. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's limbo. Yeah. Well, oh, where uh, Red Skull goes? Yeah. 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 Which is super interesting. I like that. Yeah. So now that Red Skull is, you know, disintegrated Thank himself by looking, <laughs> by looking into the light, um, the... Like a bug. Like a bug. The, um, the plane, along with all of its conveniently labeled missiles... So <laughs> so New the, York! Chicago! <laughs> so the missiles don't get lost. You know. Um, they need nowhere to go. <laughs> are still on their way to to the states to you know go off basically, mm-hmm. um, and Steve is the only one, of course, left on the plane and is gonna have to stop it some way somehow. But during the tussle and Hugo weaving touching the stone, it like burns through the sh- the mm-hmm. plane and mm-hmm. just lands in the ocean in yep. the Arctic or wherever yeah. they are. Yeah, and 
so it's no longer on the plane, but the plane's still a threat, so Steve knows he's gotta just go ahead and take a crash, yep. dive, mm-hmm. crash and it, save everybody else. The super sad scene where he's talking to Peggy, mm-hmm. and we're never gonna get that dance, it's so sad. Yeah. Which, of course, you know, that's one of those things, um, and, and Tony attempts to do it a couple of times, too, where, you know, you're about to die, the last person you want to hear is mm-hmm. the person you love, mm-hmm. which is, Tony's, like, constantly trying to call Pepper whenever he's yeah. in, like, a dire situation. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of that as mm-hmm. well. You know, mm-hmm. the last thing that he got to hear was Peggy. Mm-hmm. You know, was gets, essentially yep. the love of his life. Yep. It gets a close. Yeah. Like a nice close. Yeah. And then we flash forward to they discover the Tesseract in the ice. They discover Steve eventually, like many, many years later. Yeah. And, and they kind of try to trick him into yeah. thinking he's still in the 40s. Well, and I, to be fair, that like... Was stupid. Well, no, 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 no. To I be, don't think so. To be fair, I, they did it for him, because they yeah. don't know his yeah. mental state exactly. at this point in time. I mean, is somebody like him... I mean, again, we, we saw... We're, I'm referring back to... Um, the Hulk, you know, the one guy got injected, Bronski got injected with all this stuff and, and flipped Went out. psycho. Right. So we don't know with Steve what being under ice and what all of a sudden a traumatic shock being 70 years in the future mm-hmm. yeah. is, is going to do to you. Yeah. No, I think that they did what they thought was, was right. right or trying to help him or at least try to slowly acclimate him right. into it. That would have been right. Nice. But yeah. so, I mean, obviously he... Figured it out. Figured it out. Except they screwed it up royally. Which, which, pardon me, so, on the flip side, so while I fully advocate, you know, I don't know if it's a good or bad thing Mm -hmm. what they did, I just understand it, Mm -hmm. but on the flip side, do you think Fury did that on purpose? To jumpstart him out of it? Yes. Do you think he wanted to see how good he was, that he purposefully, I mean, not that he may have known that Steve was at this game, yeah. but that he may have realized with this game, it was the, I you mean, know, Nick Fury is so tricksy, he could have done it. Yeah, no, I, it's very possible. That's one I, of the things I've kind of always uh, thought. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. I agree if it, it would have been possible if it was chosen that way, but I also agree that even if it wasn't, Nick Fury was ready for whatever the hell was he going right. to do because he was been like the quicker the better because right. mm-hmm. I need you right mm-hmm. yes. so well, either way and yeah. we, well because we also kind of see when um, Steve then breaks out of his comp his, his room <laughs> his little box. it's literally a box yeah, mm-hmm. yeah his so poor little box. what was that nurse going to do talk to him and then he was going to go back to sleep no he's going to ask to go out the door mm-hmm. the door leads now into a hangar into nothing right so mm-hmm. it's not like they had an elaborate house yeah. p- planned out yeah. for so him I, they but, had a room yeah I don't think that it was meant to be long term right so maybe just once he like Woke as up. he was waking up and not just like spasms. Then they would medical. have slowly <laughs> yeah. revealed to him in layers. Yeah, and maybe yeah. when he did walk out, they were like, "Okay, hold on, we're gonna," or I, maybe have Nick come in or something and right. talk to him. I just prefer not to trust Nick Fury ever, so I just like to think that I love is, Nick. Oh, I, I think it was a choice, but That's I love him. He's the best, and also I do really like how they did Cap because the man out of time, fish out of water kind of trope is so fun mm-hmm. because all in through Avengers, it's you know, I get that reference, and yeah. I really like that kind of character. He's like the newbie to... Yeah. But not, not, definitely not the newbie in the sense of what they're doing, but definitely newbie in this reality, well, kind of, sort of. He's yeah. like the protagonist that we can see our eyes through and things have to be explained to him. Yes. And I, he's, like, he's the Luke Skywalker. Yeah, everyone he's, needs He's the that. companion. Yeah. Like the doctor kind yes. of thing. Yeah. It's... And I like that because I like being told things, but them not being, like, expositioned at yeah. me to death. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing is he brings a new um, sight to it, and it's not as that we are doing it, it's just he's from the past, so he can actually give you kind of a feedback a or different a perspective. different perspective for it, and I love that, because mm-hmm. everybody else doesn't have that. Well, another thing, just to kind of segue from that as well, another thing he brings to it is is that, and we brought it up a lot when we watched Avengers, and um, he's a soldier. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Like, the other people aren't 
Tony's not a, Tony's barely a superhero. Barely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Banner hates who he is. Mm-hmm. Clint and Natasha are spies. spies. Yeah. Thor's a god, so mm-hmm. he is a soldier. Um, which again, you mm-hmm. see a lot of that in Winter he Soldier. So many how different options. he is. Yay. So it, it's very cool. I agree. Mm-hmm. What he brings to the team and to the audience, which is why Cap is the leader. I was gonna mm-hmm. say that's exactly why mm-hmm. he can he's, make calls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he can he's, make plays. He's the one who calls out the orders because he knows what's up. Yes, mm-hmm. and he's gonna make the correct decision. Mm-hmm. Under fire, so yeah. Yeah, so I know it's it's really grown on me because yeah. I used to I say agree. I, I agree. liked I, the first half, but the second half has grown on me, and I I like it as a whole movie now. Mm-hmm. I, I'm into it. It's good. I yeah. I actually mm-hmm. with this, I think I do like it more than mm-hmm. um. I don't like period pieces. I do not my thing. I don't care I for war that. movies. I had the same issue with this coming out, and I like yes. it more now, and I think it's better because I watched it with the other ones. Right. But still, like I probably wouldn't sit down and watch it on a just on its own like by itself but i didn't mind it i actually minded it less now so definitely not on the bottom of my list so uh and then the um in credit scene for this one is uh steve is now in a gym beating up a you know a a punching bag Mm -hmm. fury comes in to talk to him and then actually in theaters from there and on the you know dvds we just watched from that it segues straight into an avengers trailer Mm mm-hmm Okay, so now we're going to segue into the Avengers. The culmination of the last the last five, five movies. Five movies you just watched. <laughs> just watched all of the characters now in one place. Um, Avengers released in 2012. Uh, so again, it's been four years now since the franchise essentially kicked off with Iron Man in 2008. That's when you graduated high school. Um, <laughs> I bet when I graduated high school. And, and 2008 is when we graduated high school. Right! <laughs> um, oh, seven, motherfuckers. <laughs> the old one so, here. So I actually do find it kind of interesting that phase one only took four years. Like, yeah. when you think about it in the grand sure. scheme of things. I mean, it's only six movies, but still. But like two, four, like, years. four of those movies were filmed in two years. Right, yeah. So. And, they, and that was, like, a, on purpose. They wanted to get as many out as they mm-hmm. could to do this. And it worked, so. And it worked. Mm-hmm. So this is the first film with Avengers that is distributed by Walt Disney at this point, um, which I think we talked about earlier. Now Disney just kind of owns everything. So In the world. In the world. So going <laughs> forward, um, they are now Disney movies. Um, but surprisingly, Disney doesn't actually... Disney actually does not fuck them up as I kind of thought that they would at the time. Um, so yeah, so we're, we're into Avengers now, which opens with... A voice. It opens with a narrator. Some dude talking about the Tesseract. Some dude, as in Alexis Denisov. Alexis Denisov. Because, of course... Okay. I'm going to say this right now. I understand the hate against Joss Whedon. I do. Cheater. I totally understand it. It's justified hate. You know how I feel about people who cheat on their spouses. completely and totally. However, and this doesn't justify anything, this is a good fucking movie. It is a great movie. It's a fantastic movie. Joss Whedon really outdid himself with this movie. But of course, it being a Joss Whedon movie, he has to have Whedonites in it. (laughs) So peppered throughout the movie are some of his... um, overcasted actors that he just loves to pop into things. One of them being Alexis Denisov, who was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer and then later Angel. Knowing Ashley for as long as I have, this is her favorite thing to do. It's fine people. It's fine people <laughs> yeah. and point them out. Especially Weed Knights, because they are pretty cool anyway, but mm-hmm. it just... Weed Knights are some of the best just people. Yeah, yeah, okay. They're fun. <laughs> They're always in fun well, stuff. Well, and like, I swear three-fourths of them are, are big nerds. Like, yeah. in real life. Most likely. Sure. Yep. Therefore, we like them. <laughs> and I have a feeling like all of us, like, watching this, especially getting to the Avengers after watching all the five other movies seeing little bits of Tesseract kind of maybe things, we had no fucking idea 
what it was going to entail. How they were no. going to bring it all together? No idea. So well, I think that's really cool about this movie. Well, and at this point, I mean, I don't even think, as like a passive fan, you even think that the Infinity Stones are going to exist. So No. 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 We no. have no idea. <laughs> like, that takes so much planning and foresight. Yes. That the fact that they even bring it up Sure. Is insane. Mm-hmm. I have yeah. a feeling it's very much like J.K. Rowling's planning. Like, mm. she knew from ahead, and then these people knew from ahead, and they can pull the stuff in and make it totally work. And right. It did, so. which, which it could be like, I think we had said it somewhere around the Hulk Iron Man 2 um, discussion, is that they a lot of stuff I still feel like they were peppering in with the hopes that this was going to kick off. Just be for a, funsies. Be right. a thing, yep. You know, <laughs> we're going to put this here in case five movies from now we need to use it. <laughs> and the payoff was real. Yeah, so Alexis Denisov's character, the other, the other, is talking to to Thanos, right? He's talking to Thanos he's about talking, Loki. He's, he's talking, talking to, to a, a throne. A throne. Okay, yeah. we don't see so, it. We yeah. see him talking a shadowy to, figure. He's talking to Loki, and then there's also a something there, which we don't know no, who it is yet. In the very beginning, is not he's talking nope. about Loki because he says the world will be his. So Earth is going to go to Loki. He wants to be king of Earth. Okay, mm-hmm. but we don't see anybody. No, no, no. Yeah. and the universe will be yours. Yeah, and he's. We know now we he's know talking about Thanos. Thanos but, yeah. <laughs> but I like that because I'm like, oh, so so Loki has a, a plan. Like, he wants to rule Earth because he couldn't have Asgard. I right. like that there's a reason for what he's doing. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the times the villains are just carbon copies of the mm-hmm. protagonists, and I don't like that. Yeah. And a lot of that, too, I, I feel like um, it's always one of those things. I know it's just, it's script written, it's whatever, but it's like, why Earth? But I feel like because his brother had such a thing for Earth, yep, that, was, exactly that was like the first Revenge. thing. Yeah, that was like the first thing Loki thought of. So it's mm-hmm. like, there's this planet with thriving people and my brother likes it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, go take there. it. Yeah. Totally. Like, a, like much like a younger sibling. <laughs> are, you, are you speaking from experience? I am speaking from experience. Heather and Sarah are sitting on the same side of the table, and it's, <laughs> we haven't it's switched, been fun. We haven't switched that yet. We, yeah. It's one of those, I want what they have yeah. type of situations. And you guys For would understand sure. it. Sarah, you have it on tape? She admitted it. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I've, Ashley, I've lived it. I know. <laughs> 100%. I know. In a court of law. No. Um, <laughs> so... So, uh, basically we flip to, we're at this campus, it's, it's a shield kind of base. campus base, but there are kids there, so there's families there, because they're evacuating I it. mean, they might just, like, live on, on base. On the, yeah. yeah. But like, they keep, a, like a military It's a military base. supported They keep base, calling it a campus, so I think it's, like, a research facility it's in particular. Yeah. And so there's people with their families there. Yeah. But. They put the box in, like, are you kidding me? Ugh. Oh, the Tesseract. Yeah, yes. no, so. So, in a research facility. I mean, right. that makes sense, but So still. this whole time the Tesseract's been there, it's been releasing energy, and the energy is building up, mm-hmm. and they're in danger zone now, they have to leave, but Fury says, make sure to get all the phase two prototypes out, yep. which I think is fun, because we call these things phase one, phase two, phase three, mm-hmm. and we're gonna lead into phase two after this movie. <laughs> I, I do fully believe that that, um, that decision for that language, for that, the way they word that is mm-hmm. on purpose. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah Because they're... they're they're like, this is our phase one. Mm-hmm. We have a lot more planned. Yes. Yeah. Um, that was a fun... Yeah, yeah. I just like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote I, that down, too. <laughs> Ashley, where's the hawk? In his <laughs> in nest. His nest. <laughs> I fucking hate that line. It's And it's funny, because I remember in theaters being like, ha, oh, ha, it's so funny. And now I'm just like, that's just a bad line. It's not... Amazing. It's and awesome. I love it. Yeah. Well, again, considering, you know, in Thor, he had, what, five minutes of screen right. time yeah. or less, and barely... I don't think he had any lines. I think he said, like, one thing, and that was to whoever was talking to him in his ear, and then we never saw him again. Right. It's not like he was present with Thor to go take down the destroyer. So, like, we literally mm. never saw him. Yeah. So I understand 
understand that wasn't really an introduction to the character. This is the introduction to Hawkeye. Okay, don't tell Kelly's husband Ryan, but we actually really like puns. <laughs> just, just don't tell okay, him. Ryan, Ryan will listen to this. He'll never listen to this, so it's fine. Um, but but the I, puns will keep coming. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do like that, because you do, we do get interrupted him. But, right away when we get interrupted him, like, he... Poor guy. He comes down and he's like, I'm in this. And then guess who shows up to make things worse? <laughs> but yes. Hawkeye does totally know what's up. Because it's great. he says yes. to Nick Fury, we don't know what's causing this Tesseract to turn on, to react. It's at both ends. And Nick Fury's like, what do what, you mean what, at both yeah. ends? It's like, it's a fucking door, it's a, man. Yeah, There's it's something a doorway. on the other side. Right. And Nick Fury's like, oh. <laughs> It's one of those stupid stereotypical things where you look at things from a different angle, you see things no one else does. So him being up in his fucking nest showed him a new perspective. Hawkeye's smart and I love him. He, it right. was really cool. We all pointed that out when we saw this and right. when we watched the Avengers and it was just like great because mm-hmm. he figured it out and then, you know. And to Sarah's point, um, like she said, Loki shows up um, and like his, uses the scepter yeah. and, mm-hmm. and brainwashes or takes control over his mind, which is really disappointing, honestly, because the Hawkeye character is very is an interesting character, and we don't really get to see it enough in this movie. Well, I just wanted to say that Loki comes in looking real rough. Oh real my god, rough. he's real got rough. bags that will rival mine. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't slept. He's been up late playing video games. You know, it's not a good situation. Yeah, it is. But yeah, it is sad because we did just get him. We, we just, just got him. We just got, we just got introduced to Hawkeye. And he says some cool stuff and he's like, oh man, he's actually kind of smart. Gets, gets controlled. Like, <laughs> like right away. Well, and I enjoy that he's still smart even after being mind controlled. Yes. And so is, mm, um, yeah. and so is um, Selvig because mm-hmm. Loki then goes on to possess Selvig. Mm-hmm. And both of them are still very much aware in their mental mm-hmm. capacities like they know what they know mm-hmm. you know Selvig is still a scientist he's gonna do more experiments and then Hawkeye himself again is like Fury stalling I know exactly. I know what he's doing yeah, so, yeah. Other, so I enjoy that it's a kind of a take on mind control that's different because they're still themselves yes and then of course Loki has to give a villain speech number mm-hmm. one and he's talking about you have to be free from freedom and Nick Fury is just okay bro <laughs> whatever <laughs> Nick Fury's seen some shit. He don't care. No, no. It's like, yeah, I think you're talking about something else. You're not talking about freedom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which I super enjoy. Because freedom isn't free. There's a hefty fucking fee. (laughs) Freedom costs a buck of five. (laughs) And I think we talked about this in the last movie, um, about the um, Vision-esque stuff coming into play. The Mind Stone. And it is in Mm -hmm. Loki's staff, Mm -hmm. which, um, you know, people may not have registered that yet, but um, that's what's cool, because he's actually carrying it around right now. Well, at the time, we didn't know, because the blue glow of the outside looks like Tesseract energy, (laughs) but actually hidden inside that is the Mind Stone. So what we think is just Tesseract energy is not that. Right. And so it kind of brings up to, and, and I think all of us have seen the theory floating around that Loki himself may have been partially, maybe partially being affected by holding the staff. Did you being, see those bags under his eyes? <laughs> yeah. Being in close proximity to the staff, yeah. is it, it's affecting. I mean, I'm not saying that he doesn't know what he's doing, but a lot of it may just be mental manipulation. Amplifying right. what yes. he already wants what to do. What he already wants to do. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's Make, a cool thing, making, he's holding it. Yeah. Making a bad man worse. Yes. <laughs> I think I think so, and I think yeah. that comes back a lot. That kind I of agree. theme. It's depending on your circumstances and and what's you know what other outside presence is being put upon you. You could change. And right. He does become better later. Mm-hmm. You know, with Thor's help. What yeah. six to ten movies later, whenever Ragnarok came out. Yeah, I mean they they buddy cop it in Thor two, and, yeah, that's and true. you know he has a redemption arc that he fakes, but yeah. 
he still has it. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. It takes a couple more movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so with um, Selvig and Hawkeye, Loki then uh, escapes with the Tesseract and a couple other S.H.I.E.L.D. soldiers. Maria Hill she does her Maria. damn best to get yes. him back. And, close. and she almost does, but... Dang, they get away. <laughs> but they get away. Yes. Okay, and Nick Fury is in a helicopter trying to get away as well, and he goes after Loki, and they shoot it down with the staff. But he, like, drop rolls out of this freaking helicopter into, like, a, a kneeled stance and keeps mm-hmm. shooting like a boss. Mm-hmm. Yep. Can I just say again how fucking awesome Sam Jackson is? <laughs> so all this stuff has happened. The the whole thing with, um, again, the other talking to the shadowy figure, the whole thing with the Tesla, all this has happened, and then we get the title card. Mm-hmm. Right. Then we get the Avengers pops up on because screen. Because we are setting up for some... All the setup! At that point, stuff. the audience is like, again, it's one of those things where they did all that, and then it's like, okay. But before he says that, we gotta set up for level seven, we are at war. We are at Ooh. war. Which I think is an awesome setup for that title. So I do enjoy. So then right after the title card, um, it then is Black Widow. It's the Black Widow scene, mm-hmm. um, Natasha, which, you know, we kind of know a little bit about from Iron Man 2. Not a whole lot, um, but a bit. So I, I actually enjoy that they open with her. They mm-hmm. don't immediately go to what Cap is doing. Nope. They don't immediately go to what Tony is doing. Because mm-hmm. the two of them, let's be real, lead the franchise. And they we've go, already... They, we just saw them. We just yeah, saw we them. Just saw they them. go to her. Yeah. They go to her, and I like it because they show more of what she does. Because, again, mm-hmm. we don't get a whole lot of her backstory in Iron Man 2. I'm also a big fan of, you know, women using their meek, you know, nature and then just totally overpowering yeah. the men, which is what mm-hmm. she does in that I was interrogating this guy. And they have <laughs> and not... Tied up. And the guys have not figured it out yet. No. And it's just insane. Let me put you on hold. Yeah. And she does the same thing to Loki later. Yep. She uses her mm-hmm. feminine wiles to trick him into yeah. thinking he's getting to her. And she's, I enjoy that. She's underestimated because she's the woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But also favorite nat hair of all of favorite them. Favorite nat hair. Favorite yes. nat hair. Yes. Her I hair is fantastic. Hair so much. In Avengers. And practical. Yeah, because it's short, Ashley. Yes. <laughs> what? What? Uh, so yeah, and but then... they they send Black Widow after the big guy, which is Hulk, and Hulk has so the actor Edward Norton was in the Incredible Hulk. He's since been replaced with Mark Ruffalo. I don't care for that. I think our Ed Norton's Bruce Banner was much more Bruce Banner mm-hmm. than Mark Ruffalo, but. It is what it is. It is what it is. We're in it. <laughs> We're so many movies in. <laughs> he, he's here. Deal with it. <laughs> he's here. He's green. Deal with it. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, so they said not in to get him, which um, I guess, again, trying to use the female <sighs> character to lure him into a false sense of security. But they could have asked Betty Ross, who's also, you know, knows something about gamma radiation, but they didn't. They went for the Hulk because regardless of what they said, they wanted the Hulk in mm-hmm. case they needed that kind of brute strength. Yes. Shortly after this, I think Nick Fury's talking to the S.H.I.E.L.D. Council, and we see them again in Winter Soldier, which I think is cool, actually. They brought mm-hmm. back, I think, all the actors most are the same. Them, so, most yeah. of them. But I, I liked that scene, so Nick Fury keeps having to go into, like, a back room to talk to these assholes. Well, once again, it's like, he's reporting to somebody. So it's kind mm-hmm. of back to the whole, like, Pepper Pot situation, where Nick Fury has to clear all of yeah. his decisions through a council, yeah. which, you know... He ain't about that life, but he has yeah. to do it. So, so the next scene actually is, is Iron Man. Yeah. Is the next one is you? We see Tony and Pepper who are in New York. Which opens with ACDC. <laughs> opens with ACDC, which his movies actually have always taken place in California. So this is mm-hmm. the first time he's actually been on in New York, this other coast, yeah. <laughs> um, building Stark Tower. Which you know, I I kind of never realized that that most of his take place in California. So I kind of like that. I'm just gonna build a tower in New York and then illegally change the transmission lines. Yeah. <laughs> To, to fire yes. his arc reactor. Hey, it's greener. Whatever. 
I, I don't know that the, the city of New York would appreciate that. Self-sustaining for a year. There's probably a lot of things the city of New York doesn't appreciate, but it happens anyway. Uh, he saves their damn life, like, all the time, and, you know, we're not going to mention what happens at the end of the movie, but still, he helps. <laughs> and it's casual Friday at Stark Tower, because Pepper uh, is in shorts Pepper and no shoes. Short yes. shorts. She looks so damn cute, and we I don't even care how old she is, I, she looks really adorable. <laughs> I, no, it's true. I agree. Because she's that. older. You know? I love the. That's one of the things I think I love about Tony and Pepper just in general is the fact that they are older. I mean, okay, okay. and so are Robert Downey Jr. and Gwyneth Paltrow. They're older act, actors, actresses. They're mm-hmm. older. They're playing older characters, and, and they don't like, make them try to be young. No, they don't do anything with them. They just they're people, mm-hmm. and I love that they didn't put Pepper in a CEO dress because right. it's not like she's in wearing those all the time, mm-hmm. you know. So I loved it. it's it was great. great. It's so cute. It's very domestic. It was too. a cute nod to mm-hmm. to their relationship, relationship too. Yeah. And Tony still doesn't like to be handed things. He still does not. <laughs> as, oh, as, I love to be handed things. I'll take it. <laughs> when Colson, thank you. Yeah. So Colson shows up at at the, their a penthouse apartment on the top of Stark Tower and just walks in, and Tony's like, "Security breach! What the heck is going on?" Uh, and then we have Loki talking to the other, you know, doing some bad guy yoga and <laughs> trance. He's trancing. D and D Ashley. Sorry, as a sorceress, I understand what trancing is like. Oh, whoa. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. But I do want to say the other totally reminds me of the mouth of Sauron from the Lord of the Rings series, which you can only see in the like expanded edition. It's an extended scene, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he just he looks very Del Toro, and I like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. There's a lot that's like that with the rotting, nasty mouth where it's very orc-like, you know. Oh, and even yeah. even the Tatari themselves are a little. Ugh. They're sleeker, but they yeah. you know have they're gross. Scenes. Yeah, they're, they're gross. Yeah, <laughs> no, they're just gross. Yeah, agreed. Uh, so yes. um, then we get that cut into the ending scene of Captain America with Steve hitting the punching bag mm-hmm. and Fury coming and talking to him and being like, "Yo, dude, we need your help. We need your help, yeah." Um, mm-hmm. and Steve like doesn't want to at first. He is one hundred percent done. But he needs right. something to do. Right. Yeah. Well, I think that's the thing. Is like he he's tired of being used. He doesn't want to be using. He doesn't want to be a lab experiment. You know, yeah. he was trying to avoid that. And here, there's this new government organization that wants to use him for his power again. But I think he looks forward to being part of a team again. Right. Yes. Well. Well, that I, he, I think he shows up to be like, okay, we'll see what this is. Yeah. You right. I, I think that I think he wants to be part of of a group of a team of a you know a new um, ragtag ha- group of uh, a new howling commandos. Like yeah. he wants to be part of a new one. So I totally understand. He wants friends. He yeah. he, he needs to he's, acclimate he's society. Lonely. Even if he doesn't but, want them, he needs them. But at the same time, I think he also knows here's a new bully with a stick, mm-hmm. and. I, I'm against bullies with sticks. Agreed. So he's he's back in it. Um, we get the fun Colson Steve interaction. Yeah, boy. Right. Which again, we we kind of brought up a little bit in um in Iron Man two uh, with Colson finding the shield because we find out in this movie in, in Avengers that Colson has been a big Captain America fan. Mm-hmm. So at this point, Black Widow, Captain America, the Hulk, they're on the helicarrier mm-hmm. and they find out that Loki is in Germany starting some shit. Yep. So they're gonna go deal with them. And Iron Man shows up as well. They capture Loki and then Thor shows up to give them a hard time about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because Thor wants his own Asgardian justice. Yes. Right, which, you know, a lot of things you have to assume that Loki showed up there doing shit because he was hoping Thor would also show up. No, no, I disagree. Thor's, uh, Loki's face when Thor so- shows up, he is, is like, he's like, oh shit, I'm gonna get my ass kicked again. <laughs> no. Well, okay. that, and he knows he can't do anything, so he just kind of plays, like, the rag doll. He's like, eh, okay. just 
okay. just wait, you know, because he doesn't run. He doesn't, you know, he waits for his more or less punishment, so. No, he wants to get caught, so he, he waits for them. So, yeah. Iron Man, Thor, and Cap have kind of a little bit of a tussle in the woods. A freaking yeah. wood battle. It, right. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty quick, and I'm glad, because they, they didn't need to be fighting each other, but it was just like a, let's get to know each other fight. Yeah. Right, this was their first interaction, their first time being introduced to each other, and, you know, they wanted to do that in a cool fight scene, so they do. And, you know, they learn kind of how they can work together with the whole shield and hammer situation, which mm-hmm. they use again in they do. Ultron. So, Well, they use it in the fight against the Tatari as well. Right. So the, so they kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's their first introduction to each other. Mm-hmm. Didn't go well, but it can get better. Yeah, exactly. So basically the whole crew goes back um, to the helicarrier, and Banner's still there. He's in the lab. He's, you know, working on trying to find the gamma signature mm-hmm. and all that. So then we get to the first debrief with all the Avengers... Which is super funny. There's a lot of uh, point break, and I get that reference, and a lot of little catchy lines, but... Which is a very Joss Whedon thing. Oh, super... Yeah, the quippy dialogue mm-hmm. is super Joss Whedon. Yeah. But eventually, they kind of think that the... Erroneously, that the cube is the source of the scepter's power, which they've gotten mm-hmm. off Loki. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he's in a cell, and they have his scepter. They don't know what it really is, and we don't know what it really is. There's only speculation at this point until right. later. Well, li- like Alicia kind of pointed out, is is there is Tesseract energy, and it's pointed out in the movie, there is mm-hmm. Tesseract energy within mm-hmm. the Scepter, so mm-hmm. they're going to use that to track the Tesseract. So, yeah. like, in general, they spend, we spend quite a bit of time on this hover carrier thing. Like, this fucking helicarrier? <laughs> yeah, they're, like, we, I was watching the movie, and I was just like, damn, I'm, we're still just kind of talking and getting I... around because they're not a team right now. Uh, yeah. Group dynamics? Excuse they, they, all of you. They're they not were there getting yet. there. They were not, get, they were not there yet, because Nat does her intervention with Loki, and we're still waiting, and then nothing happens to the Hulk, he's still waiting, and then Cap and Tony are like, me, I, in the I, corner. I think a lot of this, to, like you said, Sarah, a lot of this is, is them interacting because the these mm-hmm. people have never interacted never before. been in a room together so yeah. this is them there's five of them because clint's not there he's been possessed so it's yes. cap iron man thor natasha banner so there's five so it's five of them it's the five of the six core avengers mm-hmm. they've never interacted barely interacted before so i think this while i agree not a whole lot happens it's mostly dialogue one that's Joss Whedon's thing, is all that quippy banter mm-hmm. and stuff. So they do that. But they're also kind of learning about each other yeah. in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how each one kind of views what right. they value, what they don't. Which, again, is kind of where we lead into the whole thing with Tony <clears throat> Tony and Steve just having very different opinions Body on heads. things. Right. Yeah. So Tony hacks into the S.H.I.E.L.D database and Steve goes and physically finds evidence of the phase two weaponry which is hydro weaponry and they kind of reconvene on that and they end up having sort of a a argument break Mm -hmm. out between them and the Mind Stone's kind of influencing events we don't know that but Bruce reaches for the scepter and then oh that's that's doing something to the situation. That's always kind of been my opinion. And, and again, that may be just because of where we are now today after seeing all the other movies. Um, but we kind of talked about earlier about Loki potentially being controlled by the scepter itself. Because mm-hmm. again, we know that we know as now at this point that it's the Mind Stone. I have to wonder if the scepter being in there, being in the lab with all of them in there was affecting all of them. Absolutely, Absolutely. It was. I agree, 100%. All, all of yeah. them being in close proximity, it was just kind of escalated, yeah. escalated the, the tension yeah. and the yes. anger in that room. Absolutely. Which is why people and us think Loki was being influenced, too. Right. 
Like, not to excuse him from being, you know, an asshole no, who killed 80 people in, not. in two days or whatever, but... Right. Yeah. Right. So, so, but again, at this point, we don't know that that's the Mind Stone. There is a little bit in the scene where they do, because Banner, like, picks up the scepter. So there's a little bit in the mm-hmm. scene mm-hmm. that kind of does make the audience think that the scepter itself is... Something's mm-hmm. up. Something's up with it. But, right. So I do like the big reveal later that it's a stone. It's the, it's the mm-hmm. Mind Stone. Yeah. And then they get a hit that basically traces the scepter back to wherever the Tesseract is. And right as that happens, Clint shows up with his mind-controlled shield agents, which potentially also Hydra agents? They don't ever really say. It was like, it was like a mix of them all. They yeah. don't know. Yeah, they may be Hydra agents. Cause again, that weren't mind-controlled. Because we don't, I mean, we don't know this until um, Winter Soldier, but at this point, there probably are Hydra agents in S.H.I.E.L.D. So oh, some of there those, are. Some of those people are probably brainwashed by the, the scepter and by Loki and whatever. And some of them probably are just straight up Hydra agents, honestly. Yeah. Well, and they're wearing, wearing masks, so we can't see their eyes. Right. right. So we don't know. If they're, but if they're being brainwashed. I yeah. would assume some of them are, maybe some of them aren't. Maybe some of them are trying to get that Tesseract for Hydra. Yeah. I, and they're just going along with it. Again, one of those things where having having known what we know now, yeah. I think that would actually be a very interesting kind of headcanon, mm-hmm. is that some of them were straight up S.H.I.E.L.D. Hydra agents. We're all about headcanon on this podcast, so <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, so once Clint shows up, like, all hell breaks loose. Everything goes bad. There, remember, there are four engines, Ashley. My God. Not six. If you're gonna do something like that, where one of them goes out and you're basically gonna die, why didn't you have six? So, yes, one goes out, and <laughs> um, basically all hell breaks loose on the inside, because there all fighting each other. Banner goes Hulk. Nat's with him. Thor goes to Loki. That's a mess. Um, and basically Thor, I mean, um, Captain America and Iron Man are trying to fix one of them because the they're going to go down. Yeah. So they kind of all separate and try to start working together. Which part of that was also Loki's plan in general was to kind of spark it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Loki tricks Thor again with his... <laughs> Fake imaginary self. Again! <laughs> and it keeps happening forever until Thor Ragnarok when he finally fucking realizes he's gonna keep doing the same move on me. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so all that stuff is going down. Um, they do get the engine back running, but unfortunately Thor does get caught into the... Cage. Cage for Hulk. <laughs> the cage that was meant for Hulk. Yeah. He plummets to the ground, but he gets out. Yeah, but unfortunately what happens before... Coulson takes on Loki oh by God. himself, and Coulson oh. unfortunately dies. Watching that in theaters, I think, and it's it's actually kind of um, it was actually kind of interesting because Coulson never was like I don't even think you could call him a supporting no, character. No, he was uh, just a character. He just was there. He showed up. He had cameos, but mm. he linked the movies together. Oh yes. yeah, totally. And I I, I can remember the familiar I, face. I can vividly remember us talking about that when we saw these movies. You know, mm. ten years ago or hey, whatever. It's that guy. Yeah, being yeah. like, oh my God, this link. That like, guy I, was in that movie yeah Yeah. and i think we literally used the phrase he links the movies together Mm -hmm. so at the time um whether or not uh, they needed a push which colton dying ends up being the push but i feel like it's the push for the audience like here was this fun Mm -hmm. again not even side character that was just there and now he's gone Mm -hmm. and colson gave fury the permission to use his death Mm -hmm. as the push because he says they were never going to get together unless they had a reason, basically. Yeah. As he's dying. Right. And Fury's like, okay, bro, 
gonna use your death. And yeah. he puts blood on some Captain America trading cards and throws them on the table, mm-hmm. and it works. It gets it them does. motivated. Right. Which is something I, um, I'm still disappointed about, because again, this came out in 2012, and we're now currently in 2019, and they still don't know, spoilers for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., that Coulson is alive. Yeah, yes. we talked about that. I don't think that. any of them know. No, yeah. none of them do. No. Um, you know, Fury does, obviously. Maria might. I'm actually not sure what's all revealed in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I just, I hate that we've gone essentially seven years, mm. and the they core Avengers, back. yeah, don't yeah. know that, like, this dude is alive. Right. So, they all are, unfortunately, separated, and yet together at the same time. They so. end up all back together. Yes. So, they, mm-hmm. they all do their separate things, and we're not gonna go too in-depth on all that right now, since we're gonna have an episode for Kelly, but they all end up in New York together. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're just gonna skip ahead. And the Avengers assemble. Oh, so good. Earth's Mightiest Heroes, great TV show, by the way, you should watch it. <laughs> and... What happens is Loki and Tony have a confrontation. Tony can't be turned because his heart's fucking metal. Yes. And then all hell breaks loose again yeah. in New York. Well, because at this point, on top of Stark Tower, um, Loki and Selvig, or just straight up Selvig, has used the Tesseract to open a portal. Chitari, Chitari are invading. Through. Yeah. Um, so... Hell- cannon fodder. <laughs> cannon fodder. Red shirts. Um, so shit already hit the fan, and now with everybody there and suited up, shit even more is hitting the fan. Yeah. So that's a whole battle, and I'm sure everyone's seen that battle at least one point in their lives, but yeah. it's intense, it's awesome. Um, they learn how to work together. Yeah, they're all together. Which, in this instance, actually, um, they all do actually listen to Cap. Like, yes. he's the, he ends Going up, back to that. Ha- yes. As Heather had said, he ends up being, like, the unofficial leader. Like, no one questions it. Yeah, he just no starts one, calling plays. No one questions it. Iron Man says, Cap, call it. Call yes. It. I and that. Tony is saying, you're in charge, yes. call our positions, mm-hmm. you know you're a soldier, right. which I love. Tony is so pompous that that's actually respect, so. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Anyway. But um, it look, it, it's awesome, it looks good, it's really cool, I mean, it's just devastating all the, like, destruction that happens, but mm-hmm. um, in the end, they end up plowing Loki into the cement of uh, uh, Stark Hulk, Tower. Hulk, Hulk smash. smash! Hulk smash, and then he, uh, Heather made a point to say, you know, in theaters, no one actually realized what was happening, because we were all laughing that he was smashed. <laughs> him, but he goes and says, tiny god at the end. No, and, puny god. Oh, puny god. god. And it's just, like, missed completely. And, so, like... And Loki's like... <laughs> <laughs> can't breathe. <laughs> He's just kind of left there for the last, like, 15 minutes of the movie. Yeah. yeah so, um, all that ends up happening, but stupid... Is it the council, or was the... Con- the council. The council, council sends a nuke to New York, hashtag Manhattan, um, to um, destroy pretty much everything to get them out of the way, which really wouldn't have done anything since this portal was open. I, I actually was just thinking yeah. that as you were talking. No, I was like, yeah. You know, they new, were new trying thing? to destroy the machine that had yes. housing the Tesseract. Uh, yeah, which, which it would have done. It would have done. We don't know that it would have done that. No, you're, you're right. We don't know <laughs> that the nuke would have overpowered the Tesseract. Could you imagine the council just, okay, we've nuked Manhattan, we've killed... In, thousands, millions of people, it's just there's really still a portal. Right, so basically, <laughs> crap, the only one nuts. that notices that, luckily, is Tony, because well, of his... Well, Fury Nick. tells him. Oh, Fury tells him, I mean, and then he sees it, and he's like, shit. And I think it's just amazing that Iron Man can actually travel as fast as a fucking missile, yeah. but, you know, basically, he goes against what, you know, everyone thinks he's gonna do, and he sacrifices himself to get this nuke into 
the area that doesn't need to be in. To be fair, this nuke did not save Manhattan on it, so how did it know where to go? Wrong. <laughs> oh, oh, like, like in Captain America? <laughs> that was 70 years ago. We've learned. <laughs> We've learned. <laughs> we have guidance systems now. Right. Yes. So he uh, he sends it up into the, uh, into the abyss. It was a Christmas Sends it up and goes through and pretty much goes off, and he's stuck up there. And they all know it. Well, the systems fail. It's not meant for sa- uh, space right. travel. Right, and, and Natasha and what's-his-face are Celtics. just like, I guess we gotta turn off. Well, at this point, yeah, they already knew how to close it. Yes. So they were just mm-hmm. waiting, basically. Yeah. And then, yeah, like, um, Tony knew yeah. about the missile, and he was like, this is the only way we're gonna get rid of it, which is really quick thinking. He's like, there's a portal mm-hmm. open. That's where close the sucker's it. gonna yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The most unrealistic part of this movie is Pepper Potts' phone ringing when Tony tries to call her, and she doesn't pick up the fucking phone. Yeah. Yeah. That, is, that phone would be in your hand. Okay. She's literally watching it too. No, it's behind the her. News. No, no, no. She's watching the news. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, she yeah. should have known. He was. They even said billionaire Tony Stark is going mm-hmm. up there. Yeah, I'm just, surprised she didn't try and call, call him. him. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, Agreed. but. Yeah. Maybe it, there's an unspoken rule between the two of them. No. That... Ridiculous. <laughs> that phone should have been no. in her lap. No, that, like, when he's out on a mission, mm. like... He won't call they it. Pro- they probably won't. To be fair, though, on a plane, would her cell phone even work? Uh, uh, he's a billionaire, yes. Well, it's not... He's she's well, on a private jet, so it it's possible. Like, like a plane phone or a satellite phone? I don't know. No. Don't worry about it. It's Tony Stark and his girlfriend. Okay. I'm sure they have it worked out. Okay. So, yeah, that happens, but luckily, when they close it, he just plops right through. Which one, <laughs> one of the things I actually really, really enjoy is that they go ahead and just close it. They just assume that he's just not going to make it Yeah, out. all of them yeah. made, made peace with it. Yeah, you all can of them see all like, of them. That's it. Mm-hmm. He's gone forever. Close it. And they did, but he just happens to, at the last second, you know, fall before it closes. Son of a gun. Son of a gun. <laughs> uh. So, Tony, Tony uh, gets caught by Hulk. They bring him down. They revive him by screaming in his face. Good job, Hulk. <laughs> And then they all get warm afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great movie. <laughs> and that's how Avengers ends. And well, that, I was going to say, then we kind of get into this whole, um, where it comes in with Captain America and the whole initiative where they need to take responsibility for the destruction. Because that's, the, well, yeah, that's going to be in Avengers too. Let's not do that right now. Well, <laughs> no, because no, no, the war. Because of the news. The, the, news, the news. There are people that are like, they did this, great, where are they now? Yeah. Meanwhile, our entire city is leveled mm-hmm. and they're just gone. Yeah. So I think it's kind of the the little seed. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. To root for you know the whole for civil war for the accords. Yeah. The yeah. accords. That's totally. the word I was trying to yeah. um, get. Yeah. But they're like, look what they did to New York. For, 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 yeah. Know. I guess they're they're still just kind of doing their shit in Avengers: Age of Ultron, and then after in Amer- Captain America: Civil War, well, that's when they get called out. On. Right. Well, there and we'll mm-hmm. probably talk about this when we actually watch Age of Ultron. But there's more like that, like what Heather was saying. So first they show up to New York quote-unquote, save it by destroying it, and now they go over to this other country, quote-unquote, save it by destroying it. So it's like, that's what they're constantly doing, is yeah, leaving yeah. all this... Dest- I mean, don't get me wrong, I would be very grateful for having my life. Oh, for sure. But they are leaving a path of destruction in their wake, so... Mm-hmm. They're fine. It's all fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> right. They saved the planet. I agree. I agree. Sorry, New York. <laughs> I fully agree. So the end credit scene for this one, for Avengers, is where we go back to um, the other, the the voice, uh, Alexis Denisov, talking to this somebody sitting on some throne that we can't see. Somebody told me. Oh, God. (laughs) Exactly. Um, This person now slightly turns 
And we have a very magenta Thanos. Yes. Yes. <laughs> a uh, very, very unplanned, but yet we gave it to him Thanos. <laughs> yeah, a, a not yet yet Josh Brolin Thanos. Yeah. I remember seeing that in theaters and going, shit, like yes. everyone knew. Yes. <laughs> and the rest, as they say, is history. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So on this special episode of I Could Watch That, we're going to do a ranking and we're going to rank the first six movies. We'll continue this ranking as we do more movies, but as far as the first one goes, we're going to go round robin style, Heather. I understand what that means now. <laughs> and we're basically just going to list what's our first, mm-hmm. second, third, all the way to six, and then we're going to see what that averages out at. Cool. So this is Alicia, my number one pick, Avengers. Ashley? Um, my first number one pick is also Avengers. <laughs> yep, got to agree. This is Heather, and it's also Avengers. Uh, this is Sarah. I am toning in for Kelly, but my top pick is also Avengers. Which I feel would be Kelly's. Well, it is her top, top, three, yeah. top three movies, so I'm doing a good job. <laughs> I also do want to say just real quick, also, a big reason why I do love the Avengers the most is because of Ohana. Because of family? We because know of that. found family we and group dynamics. Okay, my number two movie is going to be Iron Man. Ashley? My number two movie is also Iron Man. <laughs> my number two is also Iron Man. This is Heather. Oh, man, I hate being last. My number two is also Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my number three. Now... Don't explain, just do it. Going into this, no, going into this, I would have said something different. <laughs> but now that we've rewatched them again, I'm going to say my number three is Captain America, the first you. Avenger. Oh, my I God. I hate you so much. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, actually, I... Kind of stealing actually your exact same words. <laughs> I never considered because we literally just did this like last year. We it, did. You did it b- recently. before Black Panther yeah. came out, which was last year. So uh, Alicia and I, Alicia and Ashley, literally did this and ranked them, right? Ma- and ranked yeah. them. Mm-hmm. And this was not it. But having watched them now, Cap is my number three. Hell yeah, Heather. Yeah, Cap. Cap is <laughs> number three. This is Heather. Yeah. And I haven't seen Captain America in a very long time, and I don't like timepieces, and mm-hmm. damn if it didn't beat out three of the other movies, so yep. also number three. Yep. <laughs> Shit. All right. Iron Man 2 is my number four. Iron Man 2 is also my <laughs> number four. So, I have Hulk as number four. Oh, okay. I, uh, so. I also have Hulk as number four. Oh, I just think that I just enjoyed it a little bit more, and yeah. I think we uh, talked about, you know, it being a little bit different, and I just hadn't seen it, so I just thought it was, like, a cool movie, um, and that was the only reason I ranked it differently. It, it was so. new for you. Yeah. It was new for me, totally. and I didn't, I you know me, I like the action scenes, and I thought they did a good job, so. Yeah. I'm full. Okay, my fifth movie is Incredible Hulk. My fifth movie is also Incredible Hulk. Ashley and I agree on everything. What the fuck's mm-hmm. happening? Yeah. Oh, what I, is this, happening, I know, Ashley? I, I, I blame you. I do blame I myself. I knew what she was going to pick. Maybe, you know what? We can just blame the alcohol. Okay. It's fine. Okay. So we flipped. So my number five is Iron Man 2. Okay. Oh, okay. Heather and I are the same. My number five yeah, is Iron Man 2. <laughs> and that means number well, six for all of us is, is Thor. Thor. Which I am uh, actually wah, surprised, wah, wah. but well, not after watching it. Yeah. Well, not, again, I, I'm... A little baffled at myself because having watched it a year ago, I think Thor was my number three. Your t- yours. Yeah, yeah, but now having again watched them all back to back and, cl- and and maybe just knowing we were going to like officially rank them made mm-hmm. me really really criticize them. Well, we were taking notes the whole time. Yeah, so that helped a lot too. Exactly. So I don't think in the span of this entire franchise. Thor has ever been, like, on the bottom of any of my lists, but yeah. I was mm-hmm. just severely bored. Disappointed I, I I agree. Honestly, it probably would have been... Thor would have been my number... I, I feel like my number three have always been that. Yeah. But Thor probably would have been four. Yeah. 
and then the other two. But I, I have to agree, watching it and kind of reviewing it, and all of just being like basically taking naps during it. Right. <laughs> well, and I can just always remember just not caring for Iron Man two. I can just remember mm-hmm. that. Um, so the fact that Iron Man 2 has made it to my number four is nuts. All right, so our friend Rosie has been lurking in the background this whole time. <laughs> She's watched them with us as well, and she agrees with me and Ashley. So our list stands, motherfuckers! Oh, man. I'm actually, I, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with Mostly that. Mostly yeah. because Heather and I were baffled we were on the same <laughs> team. Sarah, Sarah wrote it down, and I was like, I looked at her and I was like, Stop. <laughs> Related. Well, yeah. to, to be fair, your only differences from it's us were four to five. And I'm okay and with switching I can, them. I can, sw- I can, I can switch swap them. them. Yeah. So the official sure. list at the moment for I Could Watch, that is number one, Avengers. Number two, Iron Man. Number three, Captain America. Number four, Iron Man 2. Number five, The Incredible Hulk. And number six, Thor. I'm good with that. I'm good okay. with that. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we're going to take a break and we'll, I think we're going to split this up because yes. we've talked for so long. Mm-hmm. We've talked for a long time. You're probably a little bored or a little angry with us. Who really knows? We've also been drinking wine this entire time. So we've gotten much faster and more interrupty than usual. So, uh, have fun. Hang, hang, <laughs> hang, hang with us guys. <laughs> we do hope you enjoyed it though. Um, let us know what your opinions are on phase one or what your order would be of the six movies. As always, you can email us at I could watch that at gmail.com. We'd be interested to know. You can find us at I could watch that on Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook. And I could watch on Twitter as well. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, thanks are for we, having me. Oh, we hope you enjoyed Sarah standing in for Kelly. Um, we can't guarantee this is her last time. You may be hearing her voice again. So since, uh, just FYI, since we're going to Japan, we're going to be publishing this episode and the Phase 2 episode and the Phase 3 episode as separate episodes now, and that's going to push back most of our other stuff at the moment because it's taking us so long to get through them. But hopefully you enjoy them, this special trip down MCU lane. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. It was fun. Cool. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.